so yeah, the, there's a uh, app coming out. I'm actually pre-registered for it. A Harry um, Potter app? Yeah, 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 Harry Potter app. And I think it's Niantic making it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like Magical Beasts kind it's, of thing. Yeah. Harry, Harry Potter Go, Magical Beasts. Yeah. Because yeah. originally oh. before Pokemon Go, I forget the name of the game, but they put out one that was more about hacking. Yes. And it was kind yeah. of sci-fi theme, but it was basically Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I don't I remember, remember seeing it. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I knew someone who played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. I, I don't know anymore. And when Pokemon Go came out, hey, this looks exactly like that other. Oh, it is. Same okay. Makers, yeah. And I think Harry Potter is going to be very fucking similar. Cool. Oh, yeah. It looks like it is. But it looks like you're doing like research and stuff like that, too. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's kind of what Pokemon is, really. It's like, hey, take this Pokedex. Why? Because we're going to research the things that everybody else is already researching. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, that's the one thing I love I, I, I love and hate about Pokemon. No, I hate about it. What am I, what am I saying? I hate about it is we're going to do some in-depth research. We're going to walk 50 fucking miles. <laughs> How's that research? <laughs> Don't ask questions. <laughs> Here, here's a Pokemon to start you off. No, we haven't front-loaded the data on it for you. Figure it out. <laughs> We're doing severe research on your movement activity. <laughs> like, yeah, like, exactly. I've yeah. never understood why, like, red, yellow, blue, all of the other fucking ones, when some jackass hands you a Pokedex and you open it up and there's nothing in there, you should be like, so I'm doing all the legwork for you fucks is what you're telling me right now. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and you're paying me by offloading a troublesome fucking creature that you haven't trained? Yeah, That's yeah. my pay. Hey, I want you to <laughs> give me a wild animal. A, a dangerous wild yeah. animal. I, I want you to be clear. Ash is a little Japanese boy yes, filling yeah. in a technical device of communication and information publication. Yeah. He's an Asian worker making an iPhone. Interesting way. Of it's an allegory, at it. yeah. It's an <laughs> allegory for our reality that we live in right now. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I <laughs> so see we, we've we've trotted into weird racist territory now. <laughs> <laughs> on, on that note, this is episode thirty-seven of Rona Geek Official Podcast. This is Alex Austin and Adam Rob. So we we started we started in a dark place today, but that's all right. We're gonna bounce back quick because we have the news, which is kind of what this is the all been about for a while now. Some big news coming out this week. We'll just get right into it. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, of course. Let's do it, no, man. No, I'm adamantly against this. So I'm not into foreplay. Let's let's. I don't mm, want. I don't like. Get, I like to get right deep into it. Right into it. Just just like an episode of uh, Love Death Robots. Yeah, exactly. Hell oh, yeah, man. God. Just get into have you, it. Have you actually finished it? Oh, buddy. You better have. We're talking about it today. Actually, yeah, yeah, we're doing. Right. So this is cool. Actually, we'll set it up real quick. So we are actually doing some news items first, including Google Yeti and Nintendo news updates, including the new. Announced Legend of Zelda title that is not Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening remake. Yeah, it's probably correct. It is different than that. <laughs> no, I, I think you, <laughs> I, I don't you know in particular. I, I don't know anything about it. I don't okay, know anything you're going to love it. You're going to love it. And then we'll do what we've been playing and watching, which I don't I don't have terribly much to say there, but you guys uh, hopefully do. I got do. actually quite a bit. Yeah. Good. Excellent. And then I have for, quite a bit, but it's not quite a bit at the same time. Ooh. So interesting. I'll, 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 I'll hammer it home as per usual. What's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pass the ball to him real quick. He passes it to you. You slam dunk it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. pretty much yeah, it. Double alley oop yeah. situation. Yeah. It's okay. I brought a ladder so I can just stand right in the net. And then, <laughs> yeah, perfect. As promised, this is also going to be the episode where we blow out the Love Death Robots season one. So, in fact, I have kind of a cool format for it. I think you're going to like what we're going to do a series discussion so we can kind of give like our quick rundown of what it's all about. And then we are going to do the first annual rona geek official podcast love death and robots awards panel applause is welcome right now 
See, so I have all you, the awards. Listed. You need to you need to write better, man, because I read that as first anal LDNR. <laughs> and I was like, that, that was what I'm I was like. Gonna what do. is this? That's what I was going to do at first, and then I was like, you know what? I don't know what they would actually ban a podcast for, but but anal on the pod is probably one of those things. Oh, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're That's not going to do that. Eh, it's what are you disappointment. Do? Everyone so, likes spelunking every once in a while. Yeah, spelunky. It's also a game. <laughs> yeah, Spelunky. Yeah, it's good. It's a good game. Look it up. So I guess we'll kick this off with uh, Google Sasquatch, aka Wendigo, aka Yeti, uh, aka. Is there another one we missed? It's it's the end of gaming. Is is in my no? I'm just kidding. I actually don't have an opinion on it really quite yet. I don't think anyone can really properly have an opinion on it until it comes out. Nah, yeah. No, no. I, I think you got all the names right. Cool. Excellent. It's officially called Google Stadia, so it's none of those things. None of the above. Yeah, I, yeah. I, the name really... I don't like the name. Is Stadia That's a fine. plural of stadium? I, I don't... How the fuck would I know? Well, I don't know. You look like yeah, a guy he, who would know Latin. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> so he, I, does, he knows nothing. I am Jon Snow. That's how... <laughs> you know nothing, except for that this is probably plural There's of one thing that Jon Snow has that I really wish I had. Fucking Yigret. I actually, you know where my mind went at first? Uh, His Valyrian blade. Uh, that's eh. that's kind of what I want. <laughs> I've got Frostmourne. Okay, We're it, good. It, it, They're it, buried in real life, yeah? I don't, uh, whatever. I don't fucking know. I don't do, just oh, okay. it, I don't do celebrity. Why are you telling him that? It's going to make him mad. I don't know. Have to deal with I don't angry know. Adam the whole podcast. I didn't podcast. anticipate he was going to be so angry. <laughs> oh, Yigret's the shit. Yigret, so, whatever. It's, it's a pretty cool thing. I don't know her name. She's just... <laughs> She's just hot. This is terrible. So we do we do have some notes to cover from the keynote. So this isn't going to be a video game system per se, rather than a system for playing games. So it's going to be all digital streaming and making them. them. Yeah. I just want to be clear. I was right last podcast. Yeah. 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 No, you were one hundred percent accurate on this. I want to be clear. I'm going to take all the credit for that. (laughs) (laughs) So no no platform. Truthfully, they're they're in the best position to do it because they're. Them and Amazon, I think, are competing for the video card server market, so you can buy basically shit tons of processing power mm. for gaming. I mean, they marketed it originally not really for gaming, for like cryptocurrencies, and yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's good for processing, you know, um, like quantum data and shit like that, like you know, science. Oh, so I finally man. have something I can just buy with all my Bitcoin. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet. Wait, no, 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 you don't. No, you don't buy it with your bitcoin you use it to mine bitcoin oh because video cards are better at mining bitcoin than regular processors yeah, yeah by the way um speaking of if they can do all this processing why the fuck can't they send me the right copy of devil may cry in the goddamn <laughs> mail <laughs> talking am- amazon yeah uh, i've got two unable to send the playstation 4 copy yeah, of I, devil may cry i've 5. ordered the playstation 4 copy technically twice They're once to tell you once something. and then the customer support which was lovely and they were very helpful up until when I received another copy of <laughs> Xbox One, Devil May Cry 5. <laughs> We're trying to tell you something. You should become a, an Xbox bro. An I'm X like, bro. Okay, you know at this point, just send me a fucking Xbox One, guys. I get the message. Yeah. Call like, it back and just say, hey, look, we'll meet in the middle. You send me an Xbox One. I won't ask you for another PS4 copy of this game. Yeah. <laughs> deal. <Done> exactly. Deal. <laughs> but so they have all this like processing power and, and they can do cool stuff. So they also have, because of their Google services, mm-hmm. they have databases uh, data centers pretty much everywhere throughout the world. Okay. So they have one here in, in Windsor, right downtown. I've been in there and everything. Have you hacked it? No. I, no. Oh, okay. I'm I not a hacker. That, I thought maybe that's why you went there. <laughs> no. Well, that, like, did you ever see the movie Hackers? They go to the place where the hacking has to take place. Well, that, sometimes that's true. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know whether On I'm just a DSL. horrible person, yeah. but there's yeah. only two things I remember from that movie. One is Pac-Man eating data. 
Okay. <laughs> and the other one is what's her face's tits. Okay, perfect. Yes. Uh, uh, Angelina Angel Jolie. Jolie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so th- they have these data centers all throughout. So for the purposes of lag and for the purposes of processing power, there is almost no one except for Amazon who is in a better position to pull this off. Yeah. Than Google. Than Google. Yeah. yeah. So okay, as soon as I found out that Google is doing this and the hints were, uh, hey, it's a streaming service on it. Well, yeah, that makes full sense because if anyone could do it, they could. Uh, there's mm. one or two non-North American ones, more like East Asia, uh, that there's a couple of companies that could do it. Oh, here's the interesting part is most... Um, well, is it Neo, Neosoft is one of them that publishes all those games on the Android platform? They don't not, have the data systems that. at Google. No, no, no. They no? Don't have the data systems, Almost no. nobody does. The only... Uh, Samsung could arguably... Oh, I they, think. Don't, they don't have the data center. Google's, no, Google's no, you're also, right. They don't they're, they're hosting a lot in China who, now, too. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying to think of who. There's somebody else over. I think they're based out of out of Seoul. LG. No. That's all I got. I don't know. I got, got nothing. I, but I, I maybe don't. I'm making it up. I don't know. Yeah, man. you're probably just making it up. I'm probably just making it up. <laughs> <laughs> there's a company in the, Seoul, the, and they do interwebs. They may not. <laughs> they I believe may that not. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they may not. I don't know. Maybe Seoul doesn't even have an internet connection. I don't know. They have the I know they do. That's kind of the that's the punchline. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you <think> it funny. <laughs> so yeah, if anything they're best off technologically to to do that. I don't I'm personally I think at this point I'm I'm very cognizant of I don't know this could go poorly and I'm not very happy with it, but we'll see and we'll see how it goes. I, I it's one of those things where all it doesn't matter whether or not I like it. Because like, there's no point in me going, well, I hate it because reason X and reason Y. We have very little data. Uh, none of the data that matters. The well, cost, the how it's going to... I'm curious if all your pre- all your games you've already purchased up to this point for other Android platforms, like your cell phone or whatever, would also be playable on the platform. Because I've already purchased multiple Final Fantasy titles. So probably why... not. Is it, is it through Google Play? Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. oh, Google Play probably. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah that's what I'm saying. I, I, I've purchased any game you played on I'm, Steam. I'm, wouldn't. I'm going to assume, and I could be wrong, but I'm going to assume that Google Play is going to integrate in the Stadia immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Makes, so they then, have so the then all, of your, all of your stuff will be playable. Yeah. And I and I would actually that's go actually as, cool because I've purchased a lot on there. I would go as far as to argue that uh, similar to how they have the uh, Chromebook set up, that the Google Play Store will start to be able to be played through a browser. Mm. I actually have games like uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City that I've purchased on on Play Shop. I've also purchased like Bard's Tale, yeah. uh, the one from Xbox I've purchased on there as well. So there's a lot of games that I haven't really played in a long time. I don't really have a way to play, so other than just on a cell phone, which is really tedious. It, so. it, would, it would be nice. Like I said, that's all speculation on my part. But yeah. like, it would be nice to see things like the old Final Fantasy or um, Star Wars The Old Republic, stuff like that. Personal, oh, yeah. Eight phones as a... Well, like, no, don't no, wrong. I, that's I, fine. But I'm I saying, see like, the value for other people, but I can't do it. No, no, no. I'm saying like it would be nice if Stadia integrates with Google Play yeah. to be able to play those games through Stadia. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah like yeah. on your computer. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, I can see that. That that that's a good idea. It, it seems it seems like likely that they would do it because it's a gaming platform yeah. that would integrate to their gaming platform. There was, <laughs> I forget what game it was uh, off the top of my head, but I oh, it was the. Pathfinder put out like a Pathfinder card game. Yeah. And they also there was also like the Ascension card game. I don't mm. know if you remember those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those only existed on mobile, on, on Android or on iPhone. Yes. But I wanted to play them digitally. But I didn't want yeah. to play them on my phone because the tiny little screen. Right. And Just download BlueStacks. Yeah. That's exactly. I specifically went out of my way, downloaded BlueStacks. Blue Got it running yeah. and put it on my computer just to do that. That's yeah. how much I don't like gaming on my phone. <laughs> that's fair. 
Yeah, that's no, actually I get that. if you want to really screw with people who play like, the mobile versions of Battle Royale, upload it on a BlueStacks and play, and you're gonna like beat mouse the and keyboard and everything. Yeah. That, that'll be interesting too. So uh, for Battle Royale titles that are out there, which obviously are some of the most played games in the world right now, obviously uh, Fortnite is big. Over yeah, here those and... those will be the best games for Stadia because yeah. it'll all everyone will share the same uh, server state. Yeah, and depending so. on the price point, they haven't named a price point yet, but depending on the price point, you know, this could be that solution for parents whose maybe kids all they play are those games, right? So instead of buying Buying an Xbox or, or a PlayStation Four, this could 100%. hopefully end up being a cheaper solution. That maybe they, they haven't named the price for just the controller yet because there's no console, but the controller itself mm. potentially, you know, maybe you're looking at hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks. Details that I care about for to whether or not I'm deciding whether or not I like this have not been released yet, so I have really not much of an opinion. Yeah, to that's I true. Like or hate that's it. true. I see what you're saying. The, yeah. the one thing I'm actually most interested in uh, with Stadia, and nobody's been clear about this, not even not the media, not not even Google has been clear about this, and that's what is the operation that they're planning on going with? Now, I'm not talking about pay scale, but like, is it, okay, do I download a game and then, uh, sorry, not download a game, but like, do I purchase a game singularly and then play it through Stadia, or is it like Netflix, where I pay like a monthly or an annual thing and get access yeah. to everything on Stadia. That's what everyone's saying, but nobody yet. said no that. One said well, it. That's well, what when, I'm when waiting the, for. When the, Ouya came out, when the Ouya came out, the expectation before that dropped was actually that every single game was supposed to have a playable demo version. So there yeah. was supposed to be something of the game that was playable just for someone before hitting a paywall. Right, right. So that, that like, like you, like you, like you play for two hours, you can Honestly, try a game to see if you like it. To me, the only way to make this viable... Because honestly, with Steam, there's technically a demo mode because you're allowed to return games within two hours. Within two hours, that's correct. So mm. there, there's your demo mode right there. Mm. So the only thing that to me that has value in this new system is if they do it Netflix style. Because otherwise, I just play my no, game and demo. That's it. not true. Because here's the thing: is that a lot of people may not have the hardware to support their. Sure, I'm gaming. making this argument out of a PC Master Race gamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. For you, it may <laughs> you not may not make sir. sense. That being said, I've been you know playing the Switch for the last three months. Yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> well, it, it'll be neat to see how this goes because if this goes as as impactful as it could potentially be. Um, a lot of consoles are going to have a hard time surviving. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, actually, Microsoft's already kind of set up for it because Microsoft is now releasing this year. They're releasing an Xbox One S, which is like the all digital version okay. of the Xbox One. Wait, what? They're releasing an all digital version of the Xbox One. I think it's going to come with a terabyte hard drive. Yeah, they've done that in the past. Be all, all digital. Digital. Yeah, there yeah, will not be a disk drive no in the system. Drive, yeah. Um, what do you? What do you? What, what the fuck does this it's mean? A cloud, it's a cloud-based service. Then you download it, like how you download something yeah. on your PS4, or your Switch. It's no big deal. Yeah. You're, you're making this into something that's not. I'm, I'm, I'm not getting it. So, okay, so it's a console, but no, there's just it, no disk drive in it. Really quick. I give you so you have to download your game every time you play? No, oh, no, no. no, no. Just, you download just it and install it to the system. Or or stream. There's going to be stream, too. There's a hard drive that saves data that you download. But you just said there's no hard drive in it. No, there's no disk drive in it. Oh, you're thinking disk drive like hard drive, disk drive. Yeah, I, the, the, oh, sorry, the, the, the IT drive. in me. That's is, my bad. Yes. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. Yeah, yeah you're right. No, no, no. You know, no, you know what threw no. me off. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> you're not wrong. He's an idiot, but he's a, he's an idiot with an excuse that actually makes sense. <laughs> okay, so no. Here's the problem: is I haven't had again PC Master Race and uh, and Switch guy. Yeah, yeah. I haven't used a CD tray. In years. Right? I have an MP3 USB in my car. Yeah. I've got a Switch, which is either dongle or download. Right. And I've got my computer, which doesn't use CDs anymore. Yeah. So when you're like, oh, yeah, it doesn't have the CD tray. Like everything else? What <laughs> uses a CD tray anymore? 
Oh, that's all digital. N- no, that's not all digital. That's called getting up with the times, motherfucker. Yeah. How, how old would you have to be now to not know what a CD is? Oh, oh I, I think I think most people most still people know, still know that because yeah. music stuff. What about VHS, like a twelve year old? VHS though. Some people actually don't know what VHS. Oh, is. sure, VHS. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's actually I know. Somebody... I was still selling VHS when I worked in the uh, movie and games industry. Nice. All right, we'll get back on it. Yeah. Here. Oh, so. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say one more thing though, because it's directly to do with this, with Stadia. Uh, you're saying like, oh yeah, but Xbox is preparing their yada 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 releasing a console. Okay, so if anyone has a grain of sense, if Stadia is what it is and it delivers, you would never buy a console again. Correct. So why the fuck would I spend four hundred bucks for a new console and not just be like four hundred dollars? Maybe that's four years of service. Yeah. 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 So like, why would I ever do that? Because you've never heard of Stadia. Exactly. I, I would guess. <laughs> like you would have to be an idiot. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. You would be an idiot. Yeah. If it works the as only, intended. The only thing I can think of would be an exclusive title, which I can guarantee you, nobody's going to sign an exclusive title to a system that nobody's buying. Yeah, for sure. Correct. You're right. Yeah. You're right. 100%. Yeah. It, it'll it'll shake up a lot. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, it, it will. And uh, it, if it delivers. But to be honest with you, technology is there. We can do it. Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think maybe in some cases, depending on which parts of the country you live in, that's what I was Canada, say. U.S., that, I think maybe bandwidth. Do is you the know only, the only issue is is bandwidth on a local level? So this right. is interesting. This is uh, this is related to that. And then, so, and then we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> so real quick. So the the average standard of what is do you know what the do you know what the government standard of high speed internet is? In Probably the like <laughs> it's not high. Like it's ten low. megabits, it's five super megabit. Fucking low. Uh, I, what is considered high speed in the United States? I'm going to assume. It's not even one down. I, I would say I would say ten down. It is one down. Oh my god! One megabyte down. One That's mega- brutal. One megabit down. So basically, anything faster than DSL? No DSL. Oh, that is DSL. Yeah, DSL. DSL, is, oh DSL is up to six down. You know why? You know why though, right? You know, you know why that that's the case That's because because the FCC is an idiot. Well, yeah, and because they labeled high speed based off a long of, time ago off of dial up. Yeah, because yeah. high speed is better than dial up, and that's true. And that would have been true if we never in- increased the technology. Correct. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's that's the only problem with Stadia is the people who you know might who are out in the county and do, get uh, satellite internet. Technically, high definition television is still 720p. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that, that's that's a problem and a title. So I yeah. mean, Correct. I'm guessing it's called Stadia because it comes with more than one controller. Think about that. Because I think it's the plural of stadiums. That's why I'm saying that. I don't think so. I think it's like stevia, but somebody didn't know why how to spell like it. it? Uh, I'm just, <laughs> all I can think about is Google calling it like Google Stadia and all of us sitting here with N64 controllers connecting our Game Boys up to get level 50 Pokemon to battle each other. Yes! the Googles to battle each other. That actually sounds like a better why time. Why they just call it the Goog? The Goog. I think we know why. I it's know, called the Goog. I know why it's not called the Goog, but... <laughs> So moving on from the Goog to LucasArts Games. So big rumors flying around this week that the studio has actually been revived Rob, Rob, by Disney. This is LucasArts. They made all the Star Wars game. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm fucking get aware. Get hype. Get hype. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, get hype. Yeah. Or, or not. No, no, no. See, or problem, not. The problem here is the punchline's already been delivered to me. And it <laughs> me right in the goddamn balls. <laughs> So continue. So, so uh, good thing, good thing, uh, your balls are already sore because as of now, we have learned that it's actually not getting revived. In fact, so obviously Disney right now has the rights for Star Wars with EA, or EA basically owns the rights to produce games under the Star Wars titles. That's their IP currently. Uh, the idea was that the people were thinking game. Disney was going to try and seize it back. Mm-hmm. So at some point in the near future, which I think would be okay, 
That'd be fine. Anything without it, EA is fine by it me. It literally couldn't be worse than what EA's been doing, so... Or not doing. Well, that's not entirely true, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. Could be The Last Jedi. So, however, the record has now been set straight, and a Disney rep has told uh, Game of Sutra, Game of Sutra, Game of Sutra, Sutra. Sutra, that in fact, Lucas Lucas uh, Arts Game Studios has not been revived, and instead is in regards to job. Uh, the idea was there was job postings that went up that actually had LucasArts somewhere in the title for the job or somewhere in the curriculum yeah. for the job. And then it just turns out this is just uh, for a software development division that happens to coincidentally share a name with LucasArts. I thought I was, I thought I was reading, uh, slightly different, I thought I was reading that um, LucasArts still exists um, as like a, a, a legal entity. Yeah. But what's happening right. is that legal entity is used only to communicate and work with get companies like EA yeah. to handle the um the like licensing li- they're like liaison licensors yeah. they're li- li- kind of like uh, remember relic i think i think it was relic which they are warhammer games basically there was a while where i think it was na- the company name was relic where they Rel- owned relic. all the licenses for the warhammer yeah. games yeah, so and they just sold it off to everyone and eventually the games workshop took it back so i think relic was a studio i think thq was the public oh maybe you're right yeah hmm. Yeah, because they did. Uh, they did Dawn of War one and two. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. But either way, the point is, LucasArts technically exists. It's just they're not developing. They're not. They're not dealing with it. They're just managing the lice, the gaming licenses version of. Yeah, the whole thing with EA and a lot of people are always like, "Yeah, let's let's pry it from EA's cold dead hands." And I think the only time that that's going to happen is when EA is not coughing up enough guaranteed Cash. revenue. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if EA doesn't make money on those games, they're yeah. they're indebted to paying Disney for that license, yeah. and they've guaranteed Disney that hey, we're gonna hit these numbers. That's what throws Disney's me off. Disney's not of gonna EA. really care. Is no matter how much people say they hate them, claim they hate them, and it's a meme to hate them, people still give them a lot of money. Yeah, like constantly. Yeah, and I don't I don't understand it. You know why? Because the majority of people, and this is true. Um, I believe at least, and I think this is probably provable. Most people will just go, yeah, 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 fuck EA. Because like, it's like, screw the man, right? Yeah. But at the same time, EA makes games they like. So they're like, they're just, they're or, saying or people it to don't be... don't realize that like Apex Legends is EA and stuff like that. They no, might no, not even no, realize they, it. They know, they know. The pro- well, I mean, EA just as the publisher, not as the developer. But the, the big problem here is that there's a disconnect, right? Where people are like getting on this bandwagon because it's cool, effectively, to yeah. hate EA. And they're they're not realizing that they are disparaging the company that they are playing games for. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people out there, like people who are big fans of like early Bioware stuff, that have legitimate gripes with EA. Sure. But the majority of people just hate EA because it's not like it's like it's like Call of Duty. Everyone's like, I hate Call of Duty. Call of Duty set the standard for FPS. Yeah. If you didn't have Call of Duty, we wouldn't have any good mm. FPS games. <laughs> yeah. Or, or we'd be uh, I much prefer for... to argue that Wolfenstein set the standard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wolfenstein yeah. 3D, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're going to fucking move on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, I say I say Doom or Quake. No, no. Okay, Doom Doom did set the standard so originally. Quake. Maybe Quake for multiplayer. So did Quake. Yeah. Quake came after, though. Quake was Quake was like the first full 3D Quake defined what it meant to play a shooter with your friends, mm-hmm. uh, like yeah. with Quake Arena, stuff yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the competitive but world, Doom, was the one that brought f- shooter gaming to See, the. See, what's strange is I don't think Doom or had I, as much I, of an impact as did. Wolfenstein. I really don't. 
Like I mean, it, it, it had a huge impact. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it should have had as as big of an impact as Wolfenstein did. I don't feel like there between Doom and and um, Quake was a huge deal. Between Doom and Wolfenstein 3D, I was faster and had more guns. Mm. That's about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm. No, I mean same like, technology. At, at the end of the day, though, well, I mean Doom came out before Wolfenstein, obviously. No. Round fight. <laughs> Was Wolfenstein, <laughs> was Wolfenstein 3D first? I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. No. Okay, you guys keep going. I'm going to look no, this up. No, look it up. No, you guys keep going. Look at the fuck up. He's, he's going to look it up. So uh, Man, while we're doing that, while John we're doing Carmack that. John Carmack is rolling in his not yet grave. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Carmack's the guy who fucking designed Doom. <laughs> the new Doom is going to be on stage. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I think they're actually they're going to be... It's kind of a high-profile... High graphics title. You yeah. can move. <laughs> that, that they're trying to prove a point. Oh yeah, the, the, yeah, the new and the eternal. Yeah, yeah. You guys can move on to the other topics. We can this is take a bit. We can. So we we. We'll it's okay. Adam's gonna try and find some kind of obscure we're, thing. We're under advisement right. to move on to the next topic. Just however, look up the fucking dates. Wikipedia, dude. He's, he's typing away. He's so I know, fast. I know. Is that because he's an IT guy? <laughs> Dude, What's next? Guys type on what, their phones faster. What is next? Okay, next all right, no, uh, God it. It's already it. done. It's already oh, done. Oh, sweet. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So we're gonna. He's start too with... excited, so I'm obviously wrong. Yeah, Go on. yeah. He's, he's Wolfenstein was 1992. Yeah, Doom was 1993. Uh, something about that seems off, but I'm gonna go ahead and give that to you. So, Wolfenstein. I just had to get that out of my system. Some for some reason, I think you're wrong. Holy shit! Um, actually, you're right. Uh, Castle Wolfenstein, 1981. I was I was trying to think. Yeah, I think because the Which that was a earlier. Return to the Castle Wolfenstein was the yeah. second one, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so moving on to Nintendo news. I'm so glad to be back in the, the swing of Nintendo news that's going on here. There was a surprise Legend of Zelda game announced over the last week. I don't know if you guys heard about this or not. I put it in notes if you guys are checking that out as well. So it is called. There's no shortage of words here. A Legend of Zelda. Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Oh, I did hear about this. Yes. Yes. So cool looking. And uh, and there actually is gameplay online you can it's watch not, as well. Okay, I think you misled me prior to the show. So it's not exactly n- new content. Uh, have you not heard of Crypt of the Necro- Necrodancer? I have. Okay, it's that basically reskinned. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I mean, it's got it's changed, it's better, yeah. so on and so forth. But it's basically it plays like Crypt of the Necrodancer. Well, in people, fact, you can play as the character from Crypt of the yeah. Necrodancer in the game. People like me may be the target market for it because it's a game I've wanted to play for some time. I just haven't gotten around to it. There's been a lot of good lip service to it, and then in this case, it's now going to be reskinned as a Legend of Zelda title. Yeah, that's kind of the last push I needed to get into it. So Honestly, it's actually, really good idea to do this. What's interesting to me is it'll probably be the first game that I play. The first. Zelda game that I get to play co-op with my wife. Oh, yeah. Because she loves Zelda. I'm alright with Zelda. Yeah. I'm not going to say no to it. I'm not deeply in love with it as right. she is. But we look for a lot of games to play co-op. Well, it's a dungeon crawl and it's kind of got beat to it. And So we, we'll have a killing on this. It does look like a proper adventure title. Is that a proper adventure game? It, it, it's it's a... I think it's classified as a roguelike because every time you go through the dungeons oh. are newly designed. A Zelda roguelike game. That's I, actually really cool. If I can remember, I, I played Dance of the Necro... I, Crypt of the Necro Dancer, I don't mm. know, for two, three hours. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, cool, I get it. It kind of got boring, but yeah. So the original Crypt of the Necrodancer actually came out uh, April twenty third, twenty fifteen. Probably, I guess, Steam or something was probably the first iteration. Mm-hmm. It has since been a major selling indie title for Nintendo Switch, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PS Vita, as well as PC and iOS. So it's made by Canadian indie developer 
Brace Yourself Games. Ooh. Yeah, I shamefully admit that I did not even know this. No. So, really, really cool thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited about it. It'll be a good co-op game for me and my yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, it's been a bit of a blind spot for me. Um, so, the game has combat in it. You said there's some sort of rhythm-based aspect to it. So, what it is, is it's kind of grid-based. Okay. Um, yeah, I saw that in the little trailer. It was yeah, hopping back so and forth. kind yeah, of yeah. grid-based, and what happens is every dungeon has a beat to it. And it, it's pretty simple, like, dun, and every and you move on the if you move on the beat yeah you your combo goes up and you can only swing on the beats oh but the monsters only move on the beats as well so everything is about the beat so you want to stay in the beat if you stay on the beat you get bigger combos get more money so on and so, so forth. legend of zelda is the perfect series for this yeah it's great because of the history of music and musical instruments and everything like yeah, that, this it's, is perfect. It's, it's a someone went, oh my god, this yeah. is perfect, <laughs> um, and it is great. It's a very good choice, and it's a dungeon crawl. It's going to remind yeah. me, harken back to more. It's probably going to be more like the, uh, you know, wind, not Wind Waker, um, not Link's Awakening, like Minish Cap, or, Minish Cap, sure. yeah, yeah, the top downs, yeah, yeah. Um, I would, I would really worlds. like to see a greatest hits of the actual music from the Legend of Zelda series. Oh, yeah, yeah, If they yeah. have songs in there from Ocarina of Time, Link's Awakening. The ones with like the good that. beat, because yeah, yeah. you need a good, solid beat. Right. But, yeah, well, I th- they could find them. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's Breath, Breath of the Wild would probably not be the title they'd want to pull the music from. No, that's a lot of orchestral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Rob just realized that it was first in 1980s by one company. Oh, oh and we're back on Soft, Wolfenstein. And, and then it. id Software then put it out in uh, 1992 as Wolfenstein 3D. And then Doom was released in ni- or 1992. Then Doom actually was the first uh, the for the first FPS was actually Catacombs 3D, which was id Software. You're still wrong. Yeah, Catacombs I know. Catacombs 3D. Yeah, but I still one up you. <laughs> in yeah. my mind, at least, which is all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so now that we've proven Adam right, and, and <laughs> hey man, and you have got to win arguments at some point in our life. It's, it's yeah, a, I know. It's, it's one of the two major functions of this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we we to solve our disputes, <laughs> yes. Record a Robin, Robin Adams dispute. Actually, one of the things I often use to advertise the podcast is nerd rants. <laughs> <laughs> angry, angry, sweaty nerd fight. We always live up to it. I just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't help ourselves. Um, but Nintendo, like the Switch, gives us always something wholesome, and Crypt of the Necrodancer, Zelda-esque Zelda, will yeah. be a phenomenal ad. Yeah, and speaking of big Nintendo indie titles, Nintendo has also revealed their top 10 indie games list of all time for the Nintendo Switch. You guys will know a lot of the titles on here. I know one of the titles on there. Go ahead. <laughs> Hollow Knight! Yes! Like we have a two, right? Well, it's in no particular order, kind oh, of. Oh, yeah, it's in no they, particular What order? they said, who knows, though. Right, okay. uh, other, other ones would be Stardew Valley, Overcooked, Overcooked 2. Undertale, which is one that Rob's recommended to me before. Dead Cells, which looks amazing as well. Enter the Gungeon. Graceful Explosion Machine, which I know I've never probably heard of that. less than nothing about. I, yeah, I've never even heard of that. Yeah, very interesting. Celeste is in there, which was a big game last yeah. year. Perfect 10 on IGN, as I recall. And Golf Story. So yeah, Golf, Golf Story is a cute fun. little game. Is it, isn't that kind of like the, the, the pixel 2D kind of golfing one? Yeah, yeah. I love that but one. It's, a, it's that as isometric view, similar yeah. to the old Zelda games. Yeah, very, yeah I very love cool that game. one. Very old. I remember those from like when I used to play the Yeah, old. for anyone oh. who hasn't played Golf Story yet, I do highly recommend this title. It came out a while ago, which is why it hasn't gotten much talk on this show. However, it's a really cool little action RPG. It takes place in real time, and you can literally drop a golf ball anywhere on the map and shoot from anywhere on the map. Such a cool little game, but if you're into golfing games or just top-down strategy RPGs, then then uh, not strategy RPG, real time, then this is for you. What is going on over I, here? I'm being super petty no, right no, now. What? <laughs> what? what? It's, Castle Wolfenstein is a stealth-based action. Sorry, we're going back to this. Rob, this Rob has Adam's balls in his left hand, <laughs> hold and he's holding the phone. Is a stealth-based action shoot, right shooter? Why don't you look at that? You see that image right there? Yeah, it's okay. a shooter. Do me a favor. See that there? 
Yeah. It's Ninja Turtles. That's yes. the 1980s yeah, no, no, no. one. So that's the 1980s Now, but tell me, what about that? Is first person? It's still not. Oh yeah. It's Wolfenstein. Castle Wolfenstein 3D. Wolfenstein 3D yeah. was still before Doom. No, I know. Yeah. I was just being petty. I said you didn't, you didn't I was I was up, no, I was up, I was up front with that. I said I was being very petty. Okay, so you, you just you just <laughs> no, let no. me kick you again. No, no, because all it was was I I had said specifically first person shooter, and you were you were quoting something that came out in eighty one that was not. Oh, like I just went. Ah, it looks like the original Castle nah. that was eighty one. That's where I got my eighty one from. <laughs> no, no, I'm just being. A, I'm being a shithead now. I'm being a shithead. He now. lost. He's, he, he's just throwing he a temper just tantrum. Petty. He is just as petty when he loses. Don't even. <laughs> Mr. No, I am not. Mr. You Brood War. <laughs> I'm never wrong. It's StarCraft. Yada, yada. I have a tattoo. There is no record of that conversation, <laughs> Rob. Therefore, you have no evidence. Everyone else has claim. seen the fallout from that no conversation. Collusion. No collusion. <laughs> no collusion. No sound. Brood no, War right. collusion. I, I'm, I am done derailing everything. Keep going. <laughs> So I take strong pride in um, in my StarCraft lore, and um, uh, a huge pride. And this is before StarCraft Two came out. I was discussing with Rob something. You mean Kerrigan fanfic, right? No, I actually wasn't into Kerrigan back in the day. Oh, okay. I, I no, was no. just joking. I don't even know if there's actual fanfic. I assume there is. Oh, of course, yeah. there is. Um, <laughs> I, I've never fanfic. seen it, but I'm going, going to assume there is. Rule forty two and all. Um, but. So I, I take great pride in that. And there's I forget exactly how the argument started, but I said something. Well, uh, Stukov was in the first starting, was in the starting cinematic or something. No, like no, that. I, I, no, no, no. So you were, we were talking about the cinematic. I was talking about Stukov. You're like, yeah, but Stukov didn't even come in until like later on in the game. Oh, and I was like, yeah. we talked about it. I'm like he's in the opening fucking cinematic. Like, no, he's not. Yeah, we had this argument. He got really heated about it. No, he's not, Rob. I know what cinematic Stukov <laughs> wait, 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 is, and wait, wait. I played that game plenty of times. Who, who is this character? Alexei Stukov, Beto Cruiser Operation. No, uh, Russian, but not that one. Oh, okay. Uh, He was a uh, uh, ghost operative. Oh. And he was on the uh, bridge in the opening cinematic when he's talking to the captain. Uh, What's the captain's name again? I Uh, I actually can't uh, remember. Not Sumir Duran. Uh, Dugal. Admiral Dugal. Yeah. So they were talking on the bridge. And it's the cinematic where they're like, oh, it's a, it's a battle cruiser. They're going to help out these guys on the ground. And then they just abandon them to the Zerg. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got into a huge Yes, that's the tactic well, I would well, do, Dugal was proving a point to Alexei, I think, if I remember the cinematic. I don't remember correctly. the argument anymore. Yeah, but all that matters is that I was right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what matters. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I had this huge pride. And Rob's like, no, Adam, I totally know. I'm like, no, you fucking don't. I play this game a million times. I'm a huge StarCraft <laughs> fan. I don't weigh more than you. And he's like, no, man, here, look. <laughs> I'm like, oh, god damn it! <laughs> Good times. I was yeah. so pissed at myself. Speaking of the Zerg, it's going to be fun to talk about uh, Love, Death, and Robots later because the Zerg were prominently featured in at least three episodes. Of that. So, <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun to talk about. Cool, so I guess we'll get into what we've been playing and watching. So I can't think of anything because I've just been playing and watching stuff specifically for the podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> you do all the hard work here. I just want you to know Which, that. Which, well, I appreciate that, Adam. That's very, that's <laughs> yeah, very yeah. nice of you. Very yeah. sweet. Uh, so, you can go ahead and take it away then. Whatever all right. You so, I have been playing literally one game for the last week. Not Hollow Knight. Uh, I, will, I will tell you that that one game, Rob has not beaten my score in one game, therefore I have not I played it. I know what game that is. Beat Saber? It's Let's all always play. No, 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 no. Rob has not beaten my high score, therefore I have not been playing that game. Beat Saber. So what's the other game that I've been playing all fucking week? Hollow Knight. 
damn right. Oh, my God. Didn't you already get the achievement that you were hunting, though? I did. (laughs) But do you know what the problem with Hollow Knight is? God damn it. Every time you beat an achievement, every time you accomplish something, your brain just does this tick. You know that other thing you didn't think was accomplishable? It now is. You could fucking do it. It's ridiculous how they scaled this. I know. So at first it's like, okay, I'm going to play through and I'm just going to beat the Hollow Knight. I don't think I can beat the Radiance. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, I'm getting better at the game. You know what? I'm going to go for the Radiance. Mm. So I beat the Radiance. And Mm. you're like, okay. Or actually, I think I'm like, okay, I was getting close to the Radiance. I'm like, you know, I I think I could beat the DLC boss Grim. So I beat the the DLC boss Grim. Okay. All right. I really want that notch. (laughs) That makes sense. Okay. So I never really got to the Coliseum of Fools. So I'm going to do the Coliseum of Fools. That took me a while. It's probably the hardest challenge I've ever seen so far. Mm. But I got through that. And I celebrated. You have no idea how hard. I wish hard. I could be in the room. I was. I was. It was actually one of our. Probably D- you don't want to be in the room when he celebrates. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of our D and D nights. So I was just trying to fill in time yeah. between you know between sessions. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna get a quick game and not lose the skill, right? Mm-hmm. Not spend a night not playing and. Yeah. And I was just playing it. I was doing terribly in the call scene because it's a whole gauntlet of yeah, minor yeah. enemies that you have to fight and then a boss at the end. Mm. And as I was going through this gauntlet, I, I never got to the boss. I got to the boss like twice. Yeah. Three times now. But anyway, and um, so I, I always lost at the gauntlet part. And I'm like, I wasn't really doing good. And usually when you're not doing good at the gauntlet part, you ain't making it through. Right. So I'm like, you know, fuck it. If I die, I'm just waiting. I'm just throwing you, away you time get, anyway. Give away care. What? You abandoned care. I abandoned care. And I'm like, okay, fine, but I'm not really caring. I'm playing through. I'm like, oh, my God. And at some point, I'm like, holy shit. I got past the part that kills me every time. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. And I'm, still like, oh, I'm like, I'm not going to make it through. I, uh, come on. Yeah. And I get through, and I kill the boss. Oh, And I just gosh. sat there for a moment, stunned. Amanda's upstairs getting ready for yeah. guests. And I just go, mm-hmm, okay. I pause the game. I walk upstairs quite because Amanda, I mentioned in the last podcast, she sat down with me one day. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, gave she me helped, snacks. She helped, she helped me, me through up. it. Yeah, and yeah. I couldn't beat it that night. Right. That was the night prior. Yeah. And so I, I go upstairs and I go to my computer and I, and I turn up the volume and all I hear is, we're the princes of the universe. <laughs> and I'm just blaring this on loud. And Amanda's like, what the hell? <laughs> That's so, amazing. <laughs> so I just go into the I just go into the bathroom because she's you know doing her hair yeah. and shit like that. Guess who fucking beat it? <laughs> and she's it is so sad when the, uh, you know she's a gamer wife. Yeah, because she got so excited for me. She's like, yeah. "Oh my god, you beat it!" Ah! <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so then I, I beat it. I was done. I'm like, okay. And she's like, okay. Well, I guess you're done playing the game. And then I. I went back to the main menu screen to see what my new percentage complete was. It was 137%. Yeah, and then I sat there and went, you know, there was this mode mm-hmm. called Steel Soul Mode. Oh, God. And I never thought I would do it. I didn't think I'd care. I think you actually said specifically, like, I'm never, I'm never yeah, going to I think it. you yeah. said before that you because it's, it's, yeah, it's on the you podcast. Hit, right? They probably did, yeah. On record, yeah. I, I might. You said you can't get hit, right? Is that it? No, it's not that you can't get hit. It's that you can't die. Oh, it's yeah. permadeath permadeath so if you ever okay. die in the game hardcore you have to start mode. it's hardcore mode yeah. you have to start all over again and i just went nah, i could never do that that's insane i've died so many times to this game and what happened was i watched amanda play and i just because i was like hey amanda why don't you play and the way she was gaming versus i was watching her fight these old bosses I'm like, fuck i could do that boss without getting hit once yeah oh my god because you don't ever go back and fight those bosses right. you fight their harder versions and you get used to fighting but the you hard get versions. so good yeah, and, and but you never go wise. back, so you don't yeah, really yeah. realize your skill level. Right. And I saw Amanda go, I'm like, oh my god, 
I could do this. Yeah. So I started soul, soul, uh, still soul mode. <laughs> yeah. Got seven hours in. Died to the trader lord. Wow, <laughs> I was, it, it, I was wow. seven hours in. I probably had maybe one to an hour and a half oh, left wow. of play. Wow. So started it all over again. You didn't backtrack your save like fifteen minutes. Yeah. To- <laughs> I know. I knew that argument was coming. Oh. Dude. I knew that argument was coming, but I already built a counter argument. Yeah. In the base game, you know, the game that most yeah. people play. Yeah. You're allowed to backtrack. Yeah. So. Yeah, if I didn't yeah. want to take that challenge, I didn't have to. It wasn't forced upon me. So fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and your first-person shooter yeah, timeline. That was a real quid pro quo. I didn't know what I'll was going to happen that. there. I'll give him that. that yeah, man. That I mean, it's like, like, it like a sport that I'm watching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because I pre-thought of the argument. I knew you were going to say that now, when I discussed it. Now, you need to realize, though, that this is my and relationship. We have been at each other's throats since the day we met. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe this. Um, I believe this. But you can, can you tell yet? <laughs> I, I, will, I will admit it, though. It's, no. it's a friendship forged in, in, in the fires <laughs> of hell. <laughs> That's in, exactly what that in is. In the combat of nerd rants. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I spent seven hours on Saturday yeah. uh, going through Hollow Knight Steel Slow Mode. And losing all the, all the progress. And then I just, I don't know what happened to me. I was wow, just, man. I was, I just died to the trailer, which is not a hard boss fight. Crazy. I want to be clear. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened was everything else up to that point had not challenged me. Mm. And you got complacent. And I got complacent. Uh, and what happened was the, the, the. Trader Lord is the first one that does two masks worth of damage that mm. you face at this point. Yeah. And I just, I was like, I got this. I yeah. got this. And I was just taking hits that I really shouldn't have been taking. Yeah. Overconfident. Overconfidence. And then I died and I, just game over. So All right. Clear save. Start new. <laughs> I didn't nice. care. I, I, it was the first time I ever died like that and I wasn't angry. You know what? I can huh. guarantee you now, now that you've experienced that, you can go back and play Dark Souls and you won't have a problem. Oh, I, I don't have a problem playing Dark Souls. But no, but I mean, like, before you used to get really frustrated playing it. Oh, no. I, I After I beat the first Dark Souls and when they remastered it oh, yeah. and went back, I stopped. By the time we got to the third one, the frustration was all gone. Oh, good. No, no I don't get frustrated with that game anymore. Oh, good. good, good. Yeah. Yeah. I love that this kind of gaming is still a real thing. This kind of gaming where you're you're, Save you're, repeat. you're building yeah yeah you're building a skill set and, and you're getting better as you go along and you're learning the levels and you're learning the enemy positions and things like that yeah. and learning how to overcome each of their attacks right it's just it's really cool man like it's a very old fashioned thing you don't see a lot in gaming these days mm-hmm. especially in like modern day RPGs where you can you know if if you want to you can always grind ahead a little bit and get some more powerful weapon or some more powerful attack but in this I mean it's just I mean Hollow Knight which I've been playing as well I mean it really just yeah puts you up against it like it's yeah. it's definitely I've I've been my first playthrough still, and I've died many times. <laughs> so, I think what's trying what's, to figure it out. What's interesting to me right now about it is I like I said, every time you go up against a challenge, you are eventually presented with a different challenge. You go, you know what? This a side bonus challenge. Mm-hmm. And at first, when you look at these challenges, you go, I can't fucking do that. Yeah. But by the time you get through and you do other challenges, mm-hmm. you eventually look at that and go, you know what? That's not so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, it's a challenge, but it's really not that bad. Because, again, another point is I was, I'm never going to do a speed run. Yeah. I'm never going to do a fucking speed right. run. Not going to happen. You know what? I've now, like I said, I was at seven hours for through trying to do 100% completion yeah. in steel soul mode. Yeah. And I was wow. at seven hours. And in order to do that, I'm given 20 hours. 
You could 100% huh. do a speed run on just normal. It's not that hard yeah. in this. No. Like, the speed run achievement is not that bad. It looks bad upon first looking mm-hmm. at it because my first playthrough is 37 hours. Because well, yeah. you don't know everything. But now that you know everything, it's just it's by rote. Yeah. yeah. And I'm actually going to go and face all the challenge, all the Pantheon. I don't know if I'm going to do the no hit. That's it's, Even with my skill level, that's still... I don't think it's even that's not attainable. It probably is. The problem is that it's just like the amount of time you need to sink in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Correct. So um, anyway, that's what I've been doing. Um, I, I've hell been, yeah. I've been doing Hollow Knight all the time. Yes, the time. Quick question, because uh, it's going to lead into something I'm going to be talking about, but Devil May Cry, you've already beaten. Yep. Um, did you, what difficulty did you play on? Uh, I'm not I, making. I'm not making the easy no, auto joke. I've only played the, I think it's whatever the hardest of the first options are. Okay, yeah. So that's what I'm playing. Have you? Did you find that it was difficult at all when you first started playing? Yes. Yeah, because like I, I was actually beating my head against the wall when I was fighting the guy in the church, the the big demon. Guy in the church. The big demon. You're playing as Nero. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. For some I had reason. to use two gold uh, orbs on him. Okay, good. So Does I feel better already because really, I only had really one. Really hard, and then get easier as it, you go in. Uh, you know what's interesting? I it's think not that the game is harder. You get acclimated. They just kind of throw you in. I don't think they give you enough time to... Ramp up. To uh, ramp up. Oh, yeah. okay. Like skill-wise? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think they give you enough time. I think Look, that's the problem. Realize, yeah. too, that I haven't played this style of game in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah that's a good point. Was, and there was things that I just haven't done. Mm. And, like, I was trying to do things, like, because I'm so ready for, like, a soul-style combat, where I'm like, okay, I'm going to dodge, da 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 but in Devil May Cry, you're so forced into a... You're still kind of forced into a locked camera situation, even though you're not. It's not like the old Capcom camera. Yeah. But, like, if you try to unlock with something you're fighting and you start moving, your that. camera still tries to push toward the enemy. Yeah. Because it's trying to guide you. It's it's there to help newer players. But as an experienced player, I'm like, I'm trying to get the health pick up over fucking there, and I can't see the you're damn You're running in a direction not, you can't even see. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure what was wrong with my game, but there is a button that suggests, like, okay, when you're locked onto something, in order to switch lock-ons... L3. Yeah. You do L3. Mine would never actually switch. Don't hit it. You press it. You depress it. It's L3, the button, not the stick. Yeah, I tried that. Oh, it works for mm. me. It works for me. It would the lock, unlock, lock, unlock. That's all it would do. That's interesting. You know what? That's funny, because I've I experienced that every once in a while. Yeah, but couldn't get it to work consistently for me. That's funny. So I, I it threw me off. So half time I didn't really lock on. Therefore I lost a lot of like I would lock on every once in a while in order to get certain abilities. But I could only ever lock onto one guy. And I okay, I guess this is the guy I'm going to beat up for the yeah. next little bit. And then I'd have to unlock and then lock off and lock out in order to change targets. Sounds like a game I'll be playing on easy. Gentlemen. It's not that bad. <laughs> it, no, you get used to it. It's just like it's and and the and the the stuff you fight normally is pretty straightforward. It's just when you get to the first boss, you're like, okay, I'm not doing something right. Mm. Yeah. And then you kind of beat your head against a wall for a bit, and then uh, you end up doing something like what Adam did here. He had uh, two gold orbs. Yeah. I just I I went. I'm not gonna fucking deal thing with was, this guy. I'll learn as I go. Okay. So the thing is, I kept hitting restart because I'm like, mm, I'm not doing that because I thought the gold orbs are used for anything else. You get but so many, but they're not though. No, they're, they're just not. for revives. Yeah. And there was one funny moment though. Where I went, I was like, okay, well, how many red souls do I have to spend? Because it's like, oh, you can just do it with red souls. And I'm thinking, okay, fine. So I hit that, knowing I didn't have very many red souls. And then it's like, you don't have enough. Do you want to purchase? I'm like, ah, you fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, never. And then I was like, I back out because I'm like stubborn as fuck. I'm like, I'm not spending money on a Devil May Cry game that I already bought. What's funny is two things. uh, Yeah. Um, One, 
I only ever had a hard time on Nero. Okay. Um, every, the other two characters were like going back to school. Not so much VV was just easy. I, I, v is very easy. From what I'm hearing, V is easy, but he sounds like he's like my style of play. He is your, you'll he love him. Playing, I, so. I liked him. He was fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Easy does not mean not fun. It just yeah. means easier than the other two. Yeah. Dante, because I played so much Devil May Cry 3, he's more akin to Devil May Cry 3 style. Yeah. Which I loved and had a great time with. Okay. Dante was my favorite one. Yeah. Um, Nero is more slow and cumbersome. But um, he's got the arms that do a bunch of shit. He's more precise shit. because his whole thing is like you're revving yeah. your sword, you're you're loading your gun yes. and stuff like that. Like it, there's a lot of that, right? There's a lot more sequence. There's sequence to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had a hard time with that. I, yeah. I, I loved the arms. The arms were fine. I, I, It was still fun, but I wasn't as good with him as I was with the other two. Yeah, hmm. but that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone's no. got a specialization. You're you're a tank. You're a healer. You're a damage Correct. healer. Like, like, there's did, like different things. Right? I didn't take Probably. it badly. It's just... The, you start off with Nero, which was rough for me. Yeah. And then they put you into a boss fight, which was already rough, and I was playing Nero. Yeah. So I just had a really hard time. And it kind of discouraged me for a first little bit. I went, you know what? It's a Devil May Cry game. Fuck it. I'm just going to yeah. spend the yellow orbs, and I'm going to keep going at this. Hell yeah, yeah man. And yeah. then I got That's, that's how I'd play it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. No. It, 100%. And so far, what I've uh, experienced in the game, is funny because I was talking to somebody, and they're like, yeah, I'm hearing like not great things about Devil May Cry. I'm like, and I'm playing it, and I'm like... Whatever you've been hearing is from people who probably haven't been playing the game, because I can tell you I've been playing the game since number one, and I'm like, and it's, don't get me wrong, it's nothing like, oh man, this Devil May Cry is going to blow you away with its story. No. It's, it's a Devil deep. May Cry game. It's just fun. It's pure, it's, unadulterated and, and, fun. And it feels like the old games. It does. But better. And I'm like, okay, so what the fuck are people complaining about? Because they clearly don't know what they're talking about. The only thing I can possibly say to explain this game is, and spit spoiler, but it was kind of public knowledge, so whatever, um, is motorcycle swords. Yeah, actually, I'm actually really excited. <laughs> that's actually the one reason I want to get to Dante. That's that's really <laughs> what it is. All about the motorcycle Because I, I saw that in a trailer, I think it was, or something, or a clip. And I was like, okay, so those are badass. And normally, like, I'm the guy who, if I saw that in any other game, I'd be like, I'm, not, I'm, like, I'm not playing this game. But it's Double May Cry. That's the game that had the guitar scythe. <laughs> the guitar <laughs> so scythe, I'm like, yeah. I'm looking back, I'm like, yeah, this this fits. I'm like, that, like, that is Dante, though. Yeah. Like, it's Dante personified in a weapon. Yeah. It's a motorcycle. I'm yep. like, yep, seems legit. Move the fuck on. Great time with the game. It was a phenomenal yeah, game. Yeah, I know. It, it's been good so far. Yeah. Devil May Cry, still happening. Still yeah. happening thing. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, what else What else have you been doing? Uh, I finished Love, Death, and Robots, which I'm thinking we're going to talk about here in a minute. Yep. Uh, so I'm not going to go too much into that. Uh, American Gods, been watching that. Oh, yeah, yeah, American Gods. Yeah, that. yeah. I didn't even see season one yet. I didn't see season one yet either. Uh, so I, I, I haven't seen any of it. Do you have an Amazon Prime account? What's that? Do you have Amazon Prime? I do, in fact. You go watch Prime Video. <laughs> I know. What the hell's right wrong with me? Actually, we kind of learned after the fact that I actually am an Amazon Prime member. We didn't know for like 10 months. <laughs> Jesus. Your Amazon Prime thing is about to renew. My what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I can't remember how we found it. I think it's because I was always getting two-day shipping. Yeah. And Amanda was like, well, why are you always getting two-day shipping? Are you some kind of Prime member or something? I'm like, no. And then, like, the next time I did it, I selected it, and it says uh, Prime two-day shipping. And I checked my membership status, and I was a Prime member. And I was like, oh. That's how they cool. get you. You put in your credit card once to demo it. And yeah, yeah, and exactly. And then it just goes, it goes, it goes. So, yeah. which, which is fine. I, I will get the use out of it now, now that I know American Gods is on there. Plus, um, Handmaid's Man, Tale. Man in the High Castle. Man in the High there. Castle. Yeah, Handmaid's uh, Grand Tale. Grand Tour. 
What's that? Grand Tour's on there, yeah. Grand, what's Grand Tour? Uh, it's the... Cars. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. Um, Top oh Gear? God. Top Gear, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, cool. Excellent. So, yeah, I, so I have enough reasons to keep watching it. Yeah, there, so, yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff on there, too, that's pretty good. There's a yeah, bunch of crap on there, get on that on the TV down here, on the, on the Wi-Fi yeah. TV. Yeah. On the Wi-Fis. Excellent. Um, but yeah, no, other than that, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, last Book of Call of Cthulhu. Uh, last Book? Yeah. Wow. How many books are there? In, a, like uh, in this adventure path, I think it's effectively six. Are they? Is it about the same length? It's about the same length, yeah. As the Pathfinder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been playing for that long? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, it's, almost, it's been almost a year, if not a year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's... Uh, it was a year of consistent playing. Yeah, yeah, and it's... Uh, um, shit, uh, what's it? The Orient Express. That's all based around. Oh, that's so kind of cool. It's actually really cool because you go through different murder areas. mystery in a, in a train. So well, it's not just no. It's not. It's not a murder on the Orient Express. It's the Orient Express. You fo- go where the track goes. Oh, but you're actually hunting down a. Uh, so it's statue. not. It's not like a full book. Uh, what was that one that I really liked? Uh, oh, it had the guy from Captain America in it. It was a k- Korean movie. Oh, uh, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Yeah. No, we've had a couple of things on the train, but to be honest, I'm actually kind of a little bit disappointed about it because there hasn't been a lot that happens on the train. Uh, it's a lot of the destinations that the train goes to. The train is the it. vessel that gets you around. Um, don't get me wrong, though. It's been very, very fun. I would say as far as Call of Cthulhu goes, it's the most fun I've had playing Call of Cthulhu. Nice. But, I mean, that's that's honestly indicative of, the I think, the adventure because everybody that I hear that talks about it is like, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> okay. And... Uh, and it's like it's because like, it's long, consistent, and it keeps your attention. Good. That that sounds great. Yeah, no, it's really, really good. I'm amazed you can get through an adventure in that game. All right. So yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the, the answer is no. You can't. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, what that response. No, no, is. no. We had uh, one person. You can if you send an army at it. The <laughs> army of two soon-to-be-dead corpses. Yes. We actually had one person who was surviving. Uh, up until recently, and then another player killed Yeah, him. up until recently. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a caveat. Second last book, though, you gotta hand it to the guy. Yeah, that's that's skilled. Yeah. Cool, cool. So then next or we're gonna coward. get into, uh, I guess that brings that's us still. to Love, Death, and Robots. It's not deep. It's not. Uh, they do have actual multiplayer where you get to do. They have with Bloody Palace. They reintroduced that. Oh, is it like the horde mode essentially? So, like, sort of. Yeah. You play with somebody else. Yep. And you so you can do combos with other people. The one, uh, but you can only you yeah, have to I play different you, characters. I wish you fucking told me this. But I just got it for PC. So we I didn't know together. this until I got it for PC. But. Y- I haven't had it for weeks. I got it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, but you were going to get it already on... As far as I knew, you were going to have it on PlayStation the next day. But yeah, but if you had told me about this, I would have gone I on PC. Yeah, but it would have been too late by then. Amazon would have foiled the plan anyway, I'll, so... I'll yeah. see if I can fucking refund it. Okay. Okay. Both both copies. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's kind of fun. I mean, you don't fully interact with each other, but it's kind of fun in that way. Yeah. So Cool. Anyway. All right, so Sorry. this is the much-promised, oft-talked-about... Love, Death, and Robots, and this is the first annual Road and Geek official podcast, Love, Death, and Robots Awards panel. This is like the Oscars of Love, Death, and Robots. It's happening right here, right now. We need Ricky Gervais here to just make fun of us and our decisions. We actually have nothing to give to them, though, for winning. 
so it's not real. We have our undying affection. Should I give him money? Doesn't that one count? Dr. Pepper, empty. <laughs> uh, we can give him the Yoda gets, statue. Who gets the Dr. Pepper award? Who gets the Dr. Pepper award? Are you looking at Dash Rendar's Outrider? Is that who gets the Dr. You know, Pepper award? Oh, because that's... And oh. I'm such a goddamn nerd. I was like, hmm, you know what? That cannon on the side of the saucer is not stock. And I was, <laughs> for a bit, and I was like, you know what? That's actually a turbo. Laser. It's just a Corellian. It's just a Corellian freighter. At the end of the day, yeah, it's a YG twenty four hundred. But the thing is, like, that is a enlarged weapon placement. That shouldn't be. On I that. think this is the quickest we've ever gotten derailed on the topic. <laughs> move, move the fuck on. Stop We're setting records all the time. You here said Rodigan yada yada, Robert. There's a Star Wars topic now. Like, what do you expect's gonna happen? <laughs> You're right. You're right. I claim full responsibility for this offside. So totally my fault. Totally my fault. So we have fired up the booze a bit because uh, after after watching Love Death Robots, you have to drink to forget. Uh, there's a lot of there's, there's a, a lot, lot of dicks. There's so many dicks. Some of them flop about. So this this happens. <laughs> Very true to life. Uh, and, so and to fit in, uh, Alex and I are both naked with our dicks out. Yes. So this is how you do uh, uh, the the official first annual Rota Geek Official Podcast Love Death and Robots Awards panel. Woo-hoo. So, woo! Woo! so that's it. However, we're not going to get to the awards just yet. I figure we can kind of give our own rundowns of the series, mm-hmm. maybe have a little discussion regarding the series. I actually thought for an anthology series. Uh, that really seemed like it was a series of what was it, sixteen or seventeen, maybe like uh, pilots or something for Netflix episodes. Yeah, I thought it was pretty fucking brilliant overall. I'm I'm very enthusiastic about oh, it. Yeah. I'm very enthusiastic. There were some that weren't that great, right? Um, but the benefit of it is there are a more of it is good than it was bad. By yes, a long shot. Oh yeah, for sure. But the ones that were not that great, they weren't bad. They just weren't that great. Yeah, they were a bit. Some of them were a bit half baked. Yeah, yeah, and the the best thing is because it's an anthology. You sit there and you go, "Oh, I lost ten minutes of my life on that." Yeah, not a big loss. It really wasn't that bad. So, in fact, some of the episodes uh, were shorter than I expected. Some were a little bit longer than I expected. Oh, so now you get Rob and I's uh, yogurt. Comment. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The sentient, <laughs> sentient Robert uh, yogurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very good. So that that was an okay episode too. I would say. Oh, I love that episode. Really? Yogurt? I thought that was hilarious. Interesting. Oh, it was hilarious. Save it. Save it for the uh, award thing. So I'm curious if it's going to be your funniest episode. Oh, okay. Was that one of the awards I'm doing? Yes, funniest episode. Okay, cool. Yep. Okay. So uh, I thought it was really good. My, um, I won't get into favorites or anything yet. So. I think some of the writing really suffered uh, in so much as they were short episodes. I think some of the writing was kind of rough, so which we'll get into as well. what's interesting about the writing, and this is something I didn't know when I was watching it. I didn't know for like a week after or something like that. I was at Paul's house mm-hmm. doing Friday Night Pathfinder. Yeah. And Rob, uh, Paul and I were discussing the show because mm-hmm. I had suggested it to Paul. And he he got... All the way through up until the episode called Zima Blue. Yep. Which I think is like the 8th or 10th episode. I actually love that episode. I do yeah, too. I yeah. love it too. Yeah. Great one. But go on. Uh, he, he got to that episode when he sat there and he went, Zima Blue. Zima Blue. I've seen this story before. I've read this story before. Whoa. And then he, it was literally called Zima Blue. So he... 
this guy reads books. Yeah, he's, he he read like he has a library, wow. literally a library. I, he is an aisle of chapters in his in his basement in his Pathfinder. Area Interesting yeah. of of books. Aisle and a half. He's got so life. many books that he had to fashion. Um, he had to, he had to resupport his bookshelves. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So he had read a bunch of these, and he had realized it afterwards. Uh, up to that point, after like the twelfth or tenth episode or whatever yeah. it was, and that's when he realized. These were all short stories from authors. Mm-hmm. And he like, noticed it. And he literally went into his library and, oh, Adam, it's this book. Oh, look, it's this book that from this writer that had a bunch of stuff. And it's like random stuff or was it like Asimov or like? No, no, no. It was random. Well, for us, it was random. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for him, it was a little less so. So I got, I, I, I wanted to make sure. There's, he, a, there's one person who wrote a lot of these that. Yes. Yeah. There, so so I, in the credits, does it say like a lot of like story based on or series based well, on or no, anything they, like they, that? They, they have writing credits for they, these. Yeah. yeah, but they just use these authors as the writing credits uh, or whoever adapted well, the script. It's one guy, actually. I think no, it's or, not all one guy. No, no, not all of it. Majority of it. Okay. Uh, a lot of it is John Scalzi and um, Alistair Reynolds. Wait, John Scalzi? Didn't he write Old Man's War? He might have. A lot of these guys are sci-fi writers. A lot of it is John Scalzi. Um, and Alistair Reynolds, and that's that's where he figured it out. So he had read a bunch of these, and actually, I didn't notice. If you go to the Wikipedia page, they'll show you all the episodes with the original writer of that. Yeah, yeah. So they're all books, and that makes, and then that made a whole lot more sense. We'll keep that yep. page up because we do have uh, best writing for the oh epi- for okay. best episode with best writing. So God. when we get to that point, we can look up who wrote the episodes that we like the okay. best. Okay, so me, he also wrote red shirts. This guy actually has written a lot of good shit. Oh, so uh, what became, and that made a lot more sense, because if you recall, this was, like I said last time, this was originally based on um, heavy metal, mm-hmm. which at the time, back in the day, like the original heavy metal were magazine comics. Right. They were just printed in magazines. And those were based on mini stories from other people. Yeah. So they were mini stories animated. So they just they were basically a bunch of not animated, uh, drawn artists mm. who just they don't they weren't writers themselves. Yeah. They just wanted to draw fucked up shit and really go wild. So they would take pre existing stories and write them in. So that's why this makes sense. That's where it all comes down to. That's why it was originally a heavy metal because it wasn't a heavy metal based on the movies of heavy metal. It was heavy metal based on the magazine. Yeah, heavy metal. That's why it all makes sense, and I didn't notice it until that was brought up. Yeah, and then it all clicked. Okay, yeah, it, that makes sense. It's funny because I knew John Scalzi was on the project, but I didn't actually make that connection. But no, what actually helped me make that connection was you mentioning Paul's books because I think okay, Paul's like huge sci-fi guy, right? Yeah, he's got so many sci-fi books. So I was thinking about it. And I was looking. I was thinking about like. Imagine, imagining his shelves in the back of my mind is I always think of like those big capital ships of sci-fi shit mm-hmm. because the first book he lent me was like one of my all-time favorite books now is uh, Crusade uh, another sci-fi book Doesn't I'll matter. believe you uh, but it has a very similar art style to the cover of Old Man's War mm. and so I was thinking about it and I was like shit I think Scalzi did write that so then I looked, uh, looked it up. Right there. That's really cool. It's cool. So I was just, I was like, it's just cool to me. That's all. Yeah, I, it's a, it's a good that it's a long winded version of yada yada. Yeah, I actually like that guy. I was cool. more us just amazed that Paul had all that data. Remember, and he could literally go to his shelf, grab the all book, readily available, and throw it down yeah. on my table and go look. It's impressive. Here, here's the main no, story with the no, title. Like, of it. That's the thing. It, it's just Paul. 
that, like to me that's not surprising. Yeah, he could do that. Arguably, I was anything. amazed because no, no, I wasn't no, expecting yeah. it. Yeah, no, so and that's so, fair. It would catch you off guard, but yeah. So story wise, I thought because we talked last time, it, it's an anthology series. There's probably no common thread that runs through it, but it seems like some of the stories might have been derived from the same place. So, oh, yeah. for instance, like uh, what was the very last episode? It was called the Secret War. Uh, the Is creatures the in that, one? yeah, yeah. The creatures in that seem very similar to the creatures in Suits. Yeah. Where they're piloting the mechs and destroying those creatures, except in that they seem to be coming through some sort of portal, yeah, and in the final planet, one they're just coming from underground. Um, yeah, that's not fully true. It, but it could be that that suits takes place way after. No, no, no. I mean, like that's that part's probably true. Yeah, I mean, they're they're just possible, or it could be just they came from the same same like idea, right? But uh, the rifts that they come through are sight to sight rifts. Because if you see them, they're outside the domes. Yeah. At the end of the episode. Yeah, they can't get it. Yeah, so they're, they, they're not coming from a dimensional plane or anything like that. They're coming from outside. It's a breach that they use. Maybe it's interdimensional you're about, travel. You're talking about in suits. in suits. Yeah. Think about the very end of suits. You see those things on the outside of the farm spheres. Yeah. I'm just pointing that out. That's all. Okay. And well, they look you at made they, it sound like they were coming from a different time and place. They're not. No, I'm saying the two stories are two different times and oh, places. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And then they that. also looked a lot like the creature that they showed in Beyond the Aquila Rift. I don't know if I'd where the, that. Where the pilot comes out of his, I don't know. His the one in the Aquila yeah, no, Rift. I understand what you're talking about, but I don't know. If the I one in the yeah. Aquila Rift reminded me more of... And no, I know they're different writers. Um, they they reminded me more. What's that um, phobia that people have where it's like phobia of small holes? Oh, God, that thing. Yeah. I forget what it's called. Oh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it reminded me more of like they were trying to pinpoint that fucking phobia. That and spider phobia. Uh, oh, yeah, more yeah. More arachnophobia, i say, than the other one. I know what you're talking about. It was about, a bit of both, but yeah. <sighs> I don't know. It was it was a, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a Groundhog Day situation they, in that too because he 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 keeps I guess the idea is like where we see the story pick up after he goes to sleep in in Beyond the Aquila Rifts. This is episode uh, seven. Is maybe in like the tenth or twentieth or hundredth time that knows? he's lived through this yeah. and and figured out that there's something else going on than than what it immediately appears to be. Yeah, I I really liked that episode. Rob and I were talking about it last yeah. night. That's one of the episodes he had gotten to. It was one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah my notes that I wrote on it. Um, I just I, I was I was busy, but I, I just wrote space smut. So I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> that wow, yeah, man. like that scene though. Was, I will give. You, I was hot. It was done really well. It was done. I was turned excessively on. well. Yeah, because they actually didn't show very much in the grand scheme of things. But you, it was all, the inference was so well done. Do you know the problem is, is I was reminded of Miranda Lawson. Yeah. So hardcore. Yeah. And it was hot. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> We're getting all hot and bothered here about, about the Space Smut episode. Are you kidding me? Well, there was another one. Which other one? That was there was champagne on, weir- there was weirdly animated champagne. Yeah. Oh, it was episode three, The Witness. I wrote Future Smut. Which one was the... Oh, God, I hated that, <laughs> that one. That was not a great episode. No, man, no. Yeah. You know what? I didn't hate it, but I agree with what you said originally. You're like, yeah, that is like the worst episode, but it's the worst episode of Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah, so, yeah. That's... So I was like, it wasn't that bad. Compared well, I, to a lot of other I guess, stuff, yeah, you're right. I've seen worse stuff. Yeah. I think the... But when you compare it against everything else within that series, it's like, yeah, it waters. Yeah. I, I, the only part that I, and, and this may really tell you who I am as a person, the only part that really intrigued me, and mostly because... It, I, it, it had a lot of dicks in it. 
they didn't have a lot of dicks now. Yeah, oh. <laughs> oh no, the whole series had a lot. Of dicks. Yeah, I thought no, that's what you were gonna say. No, the, <laughs> no, was the uh, the part where you find out that she's in the, she does like bondage shows, and the oh, guy yeah. and the guy is trying to chase her, and he just gets distracted by bondage chicks. Right, and I mean, it was a great sequence, and I re- honestly, the character who stole the show for that episode. Was I? I don't. I don't think you think he got a credit for a name. Oh yeah, the the bouncer. The bouncer the dude yeah. with the with like the leather horns. Yeah, and yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I didn't give a shit. I wanted to see more of him. Fuck everyone else. He was entertaining as yeah. all. Hell. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Uh, but that whole episode, I think, though, was just it's a it's a homage to confusion, right? Because effectively, they kind of already know in a lot of ways how it's going to end. Yeah. And it always ends the same way, but it just switches sides. Well, right? it was it was the um, it was kind of like the the eternity loop that the yeah, Mobius yeah. the Mobius loop is what they Mobius call it. strip Mobius strip yeah where yeah. it flips itself yeah. but still eternal yeah, yeah no, so like yeah as far as the episodes were going I don't know if that's like I'd say it's probably near the end as far as like the lower end but at, at the same time though I don't think it was that bad I think it's a it gets a worse rap than I think my biggest problem was I felt there was more. Um, more damsel in distress nudity than I needed. I kind of felt bad for that chick, which isn't to say I felt bad for the, I want to be clear. I didn't feel bad for her because I didn't feel any connection to that character. I felt bad for the gratuitous nudity of a woman for what I could consider no apparent reason. Yeah, it was it was strange. It was strange because I'm thinking like how hard would it have been to animate in like a like a sash on this robe she's wearing just to tie it together. Or just fucking change her clothing. Like, yeah. There there was no I get it, there's supposed to be this running away and panic and I get it, but But just, but it's it's billed as a chase through a futuristic city. Of, of, of a subject and a victim, looks like China. But but that's the thing, and and they didn't really play into that at all. No. That that's kind of how it was billed, and and actually it should have been described as like fully naked woman runs through the streets of China. As far as I can tell, that's, <laughs> that's what it was. Basically, it was, what it was. It was a nude marathon. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah, streaking through the quad. Yeah yeah yeah. So yeah. totally streaking through the quad. Full, fully nude five k run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt no. I felt no. That that episode didn't. I don't want to capture you. Yeah. 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 And then, so I guess we can get into the um, the actual award series then. Woo-hoo. So, and then a lot, I think a lot of good information will come up from this. Yeah. So I've broken it down into a bunch of different categories. We have visual favorite. We have favorite robot, so character from from one of the episodes. We have favorite monster or z- monsters. So if it's multiple ones, so we have funniest episode. We have best action, best writing episode, uh, best acting in an episode. And then least favorite, overall best episode, and then runners up to our best episode. Okay. So got a few categories. So we'll go ahead and kick it off with visual favorite. Rob? Visual favorite. That is not an easy one to do for this. So, like, are we talking, like, the animation style? Anything. Anything visual. Or you can just say the one one that stood out to you the most to your Visually. eyes. To your okay, eyes. Is there a favorite animation? No. No. There's not. So this I'm, would include animation. I'm going to sure. call this favorite animation. Sure. Okay. I'm, that's how I'm approaching it. I'm good with that. Um, I'm going to say suits, actually. For yeah. Okay. For animation, because I actually really like that uh, 3D cell shaded mixed with 2D art. So uh, you like the, the two frame, the, du- the, the two double frame, length oh, frames. The, the two, two frame skip? No. Yeah. Um, the, not even that. I do like that. 
don't get me wrong, I do like that. But actually, no, it's the uh, the mix of stuff that's 2D art, so like Steam, stuff like that they do, it's all done in 2D. Uh-huh. But then there's a lot of the rest of the world is three-dimensional. And the way that it all kind of flows together and the colors, the different saturations, stuff like that, and it, it really kind of turns itself on its head because it looks very colorful and happy, mm. but it's not. Um, yeah. So, like, a lot of that kind yeah. of style of animation, it just calls to me for whatever reason. Uh, like, don't get me wrong, I love the animation a lot of these. I say my runner-up will probably be Zima Blue. Mm. But other than that, yeah. I'd I, th- I think Suits would be my runner-up in this category. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, should I? You you go. Okay, sure. Yeah, we'll go um, clockwise. I personally preferred, I, I really enjoyed, um, I think it's called uh, Good Hunting. That's the one that's uh, the in China. Yeah, with the kitsune and the steampunk. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, oh. it, it starts. That one is, so it uh, starts very sucker, sort of sucker ancient of Souls. Chinese. Oh, is that what it's called? Sucker, sucker of Souls? Of Souls. Okay, yeah. Now yeah. I love that one too, yeah. It, oh, no. Sucker, sucker of Souls was the one with the cat in Dracula. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the one with that cat was Dracula. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right so you're, you're, you're right, right, though. Yeah, the, yeah the I think it's called Good Hunting. Yeah, Good Hunting is the one that starts off. It's it almost is like Good Hunting. I'm sorry. You're sort right. of like ancient Chinese lore, and then it turns into steampunk. Yeah. Like yeah. halfway through. I yeah, really yeah. enjoyed that one. It was one. super cool. I it, it, That one looked really phenomenal yeah. to me. There were some really humanizing elements in there, too. I I yes. think it's... Yeah. yeah. It was really cool. I just I really liked the uh, when she got her mechanical body. Yeah. It just... There, there was just something really... Yeah, I'm gonna touch on that. I think when we not get attractive, to the story. but fulfilling. Like I really enjoyed her in in the, yeah. the mechanical body. The, not the, that ana- I was the animation to it in any sexual visually. Way, this this episode ramped up too. So yeah. it starts off. It starts off very sort of lackluster, and then by the end of it, once they're fully into the steampunk vibe, the animation's actually. I mean, I wouldn't say improved. It's gotten different, but in like better ways. Yeah. So it's just it's, it's really busier. interesting. Yeah. Busier. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A lot yeah. more. A lot more but paint, shine, color going on. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. looks I'll, really, really good. I'll talk more to that later. Okay. Cool. But, cool. So that's your visually yeah. your best one. So yeah. visually, I chose. Maybe this is a bit of a cop out, but I I thought what they did and the way they used it worked perfectly for the story was Sunny's Edge. So that's the very the first, first episode. That, yeah. That yeah. was my so, runner up. Yeah, yeah. In all in all fairness, I mean, I've got nothing. I loved watching the beasts tear each other apart. Yeah. That was yeah. super cool. That was my runner up. Yeah, way. yeah. And, and I think like if they were to pick up like, I mean, I'll just say it now. If they were to pick up like one episode of the show that they could just instantly turn into a decent series, I think that would be the one that's probably the most fully realized. Which is probably why they put it as the first one. Probably, yeah, because yeah, they could just keep doing it. Oh, it's a Pokemon battle, but I... this time the Pokemon's are the main character, and you yeah, just yeah. don't know it. And they also introduced some extra layers at the end with the reveal of who the main fighter was, so yeah. Sunny, right, and and sort of the nature of her. So it was just it, that's it, what I mean. The main character is the Pokemon battle, right? Like Pokemon yeah. battles, but the main character is the Pokemon, not the trainer. Right, right. It, it just really turned it on its head. It was cool. It I was cool. I don't think that would actually be the best of them for being a series. I think the best one to be turned to a series would honestly be Shapeshifters. Ah, uh, see, the I'm not a huge one. fan of military. I'm not either, ones. but I think that that is the one that's most. Yeah, in a different setting, you're probably right. Yeah, in a different setting, X, that's like Skinwalkers, right? Well, yeah, there's a lot of lore. No, if they there. did the military, they could pull it off because there's a lot of the, especially if they did an HBO series, or because it kind of reminds me of it's a mix of not Band of Brothers. What's the one that came after that? Um, there was one that came after that. Uh, Generation Kill. Yeah, it's a combination of Generation Kill mixed with uh, what's that vampire one down from down south? True Blood. True Blood. So it's what you would get if you mix mm-hmm. True Blood and Generation Kill. Maybe. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I think. I just think that if anything's poised for a series, I think that that would be the one. 
just because the way it played out and the way that it ended, there's obviously a lot of stuff going on in that version of Earth. Mm. And, so like, uh, like I'm not saying it's going to be the best by yeah, any I, means, but, I, but I think it's the one best poised to make a series. Generation Kill and True Blood, we've been more like soldiers having sex with vampires. Well, I mean, True Blood had van- <laughs> had war- werewolves and stuff in it, but. You get the idea. Yes, kind of the yes, drama sex, of sex werewolves. With werewolves and... Sex with vampires, yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That actually fit well into this universe. Oh, yeah. Well, look, <laughs> how did we miss this? I'm going to tangent really, really, really fast. It's going to be a short-ass tangent. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Vampire the Masquerade 2 got announced. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw yeah. that. It's yeah. True. And uh looks amazing. I heard that it looks really good. Yeah. I mean, they haven't showed a lot, but I've been yeah. following it. Uh, you may not know this. There's a, uh, there's a promo that has been called Tender. It's like a Tinder ripoff. But for, for this game, it was a promo, and I was oh, a part nice. of it. Uh, and it's uh, it's been entertaining. Nice. Um, but yeah. So anyway, cool. move, move That's on. all right. Moving on to Tangent the second finished. award. <laughs> uh, favorite robot. Take it away, Rob. Uh, the one in three robots that takes pictures of shit. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. That was probably my favorite robot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. That's not like I don't like. That's not the coolest robot. Yada yada yada. No, no, no. And then the chick who gets turned—that's a cyborg, not a robot. You're talking about the one who gets like all the facts wrong about about the things they're seeing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, one yeah. just going around taking like the the, the tourist pictures. robot. Yeah, yeah. Tourist robot. Yeah, the one that's like a pyramid. Oh thing. yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So that's the one. That was a good one. Yeah. And yeah, it's some good personalities in that one. Like yeah, but I mean, arg- arguably, like, what's the most? What's the most? Interesting robots, probably Zima Blue, at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But that's I mean, true. Like, but I do but like it, your but choice. The, the one that, I might I actually choose, change my answer now. If, what I said, if, if it's got to be, the, it's got to be the tourist robot. <laughs> it's funny because I was gonna say uh, that same character. Really? really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is just something pure. It's, it's dry humor, <laughs> yeah. like refined. It's really good because you're like. You're like rolling your eyes. She's like, "Oh my god, it's taking fucking pictures all over the place." And you I hate those it. people, but like the way that its dialogue is delivered, and it's like it's kind of like it feels like it's like a like Microsoft like the Sam yeah Kino version. I, I can't remember. What it's I called. think my favorite Cortana was kind of yeah, like, You know that these characters, these three robots, have no real feelings. You can tell, and they have no concept of what was. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. there's the there's the part where she they're in the diner and she starts up the the music thing yeah. and she starts dancing air quotes yeah yeah and you're like she doesn't really care she just knows that she's supposed to do this yeah yeah, yeah. and she just wants to experience tourism and she goes she goes behind the counter and starts making food for the, for the <laughs> yeah. dead guy on the counter and she ha- puts on her she grabs the hat yeah but yeah. she has the hat the next scene hilarious yeah. yeah it was good it was good so that's yeah. this three robots that was episode yes. two three two yeah two. yeah episode two that one was fantastic cool What's your your favorite? Oh, my favorite robot. Originally, I said I kind of forgot about Zima Blue for a second. So Zima Blue uh, is my favorite. That's also one of my favorite episodes of the show uh, overall. But Mm -hmm. Zima Blue was kind of a sentient robot who they thought was a man. Everyone else thought was an actual man who turned himself into a robot with cybernetic parts. Turned out to be the opposite. We'll get more into that show and that episode in a little bit here. The other one I mentioned though that I thought was pretty hilarious was from the episode. Sorry, I gotta scroll back down. No, here. That's cool. His name was Bob. He was the job runner in Blind Spot who had missed a handful of really critical elements regarding the heist. So they kept something things kept happening in the course of the heist, like the big gun turrets came up and like, Oh, you didn't know that? And he's like he's like, Oh yeah, I guess I missed that detail. And then the giant oh, huge yeah. boss robot comes out and like, You missed this too? He's like, Yeah, and then he just sort of glazes over it and keeps going. Why is this really funny? For some reason, this is the train remember. robbery. Or was it a truck or a train? 
It was the sort oh. of a truck train thing, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah and they yeah. had the was, new guy, the yes. mercenary. Team. It was almost like a. And yeah, they all side died side. except for the new guy. Yeah, and then the at the end, they're like, "Yeah, dude, death is not a problem." Yeah. Bob, Bob the showrunner, Bob the runner of the heist, was just yeah. like totally cavalier about the fact that he had missed. He had obviously missed, missed some really a critical very important data. Yeah, they got like, every single character killed. Well, <laughs> quote unquote killed, except for the new guy. Yeah. So that's actually hilarious because like you know people like that, right? They're like, I'm just gonna confidently say, yeah, we got this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you clearly don't got this. Like ah, one detail, whatever. <laughs> it reminded me of uh, Borderlands a little bit, yeah, like just no, sort of the, yeah. like the claptrap character or something. Feel. It had that feel. Yeah. So, but Zima Blue definitely would be number one there. So the next award up is gonna be favorite monster or monsters. Do the humans count? <laughs> sure, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm, favorite monster. I I gotta go with the one from Akula Rift. That alien from Akula Rift. Uh, I think that's my favorite because mm-hmm. of what because it, it was like it it's the horrifying creature that you see, but its intentions I honestly believe are pure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was practicing it empathy. Yeah. I, see, and I I viewed it more as and this this alien and I don't this isn't an argument against you, but mm-hmm. I viewed it a lot as the character the the alien wasn't necessarily trying to make this character make the I forget the name of the main character make the mm-hmm. guy. Wasn't trying to save him. Was just trying to ease his slow death. Explain yeah. things in a way that didn't cause him to go insane and make it, like like make him as comfortable as possible. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Because at that point, like it's like, what do you really have to offer? What can you do, people? Yeah, we we you you can feed on the same things we have here, which are gooey bits of things that'll probably poison you, Maybe. because that's what we eat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, that was interesting because he was obviously in some sort of holographic or in a dreamlike state. Yeah. I didn't view I it as holographic. I viewed it as um, mental. Yeah, it's like a telepath. Telepo- oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 more of a virtual That's probably reality. a better interpretation. Less, yeah. less of a hollow hologram. Yeah. yeah. And this is this is Beyond the Aquila Rift, which was episode six, seven? Now, I don't think that that one could seven. be made seven. into an actual series, but I would love to know more about that one. I would love to know more about the universe that takes place in because they're, they're doing... Uh, well, like, like faster, faster than light travel and well, things like that. I mean, it could be Mass Effect effectively if they change the jump point. But I mean, yeah, it could that be one like, reminded me a lot. I got the Mass Effect feels on that. The, the one opening sequences. I mentioned the chick remind me of a lot. I actually, Miranda I actually Lawson. got the feel of uh, Cowboy Bebop. I was about to say the same thing. That's really? exactly what I was about yeah. to say. I, yeah. I got a sense of Cowboy Bebop at the very beginning. Yeah, huh. go, back, go yeah. back and watch Cowboy Bebop, and you'll you'll see it. Which makes me I, less scared. I watch it once every two years at least, oh, yeah? dude. Okay. But but they're doing the live action version of that, right? Netflix is so this made me a little less scared for it. I'm like, okay, they could pull this off. They can oh do it. yeah, no, no, no. I think almost huh? any, sh- any. We covered show... it before on on the podcast a while back. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Netflix is doing a, a live action version of uh, Cowboy Bebop. Huh. As long as they don't. I don't that's know. right. Right. We talked about Ed. Whoa, who did get Ed? Yeah, that's I do remember a hard that one, man. That's I don't know a... if I was at that or if I just listened. Yeah, to it. Tom Cruise. <laughs> 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 oh boy. <laughs> oh my god. And then they're Tom Cruise with the bowl cut. You know who actually would have been good, but I think she might be too old for it now. Um, shit. Have you seen Legion? Yeah. Uh, what's uh, her name? Oh, uh, the, the comedian from Parks and Rec. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't remember her name. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking uh, about. Audrey yeah. Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, Aubrey yeah, Plaza. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Sorry, I was Audrey. Yeah, Hepburn? she'd make a good no, Ed. She'd make a good Ed, but I think yeah. she'd, like I said, she might be now. too old now. Yeah, yeah. So somebody like with that kind of energy and that kind of like almost like aloofness would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. All right. So, yeah. Uh, Moving on. I'm going to be pretty straightforward, but I think it's fairly obvious. Um, I think the monster is effectively called Sony or Sonny. 
Oh, the okay, one, yeah, oh, yeah. The one, in, in the, the first episode, the main, yep. the main character of the first. So in Sunny's Edge, they're battling with uh, the monsters. Yeah, bodies I, essentially right by I, by overtaking their minds i really loved the tentacle trick and the walking on the tentacles yeah i, I loved the animation of that yeah monster. i concur it's my favorite monster as well so and and there were some surprises in there as well from both the monsters that were in the battle yeah ring. they were just they, just they just seemed so fully realized and they fit perfectly into that world because did you catch the little bit about how all of the all of the weaponization had to be something that was like a biological part of yes. the creature. It had to be a function of the creature, right? Yeah. And uh, it was interesting when they ripped the one's arm off and then a blade came out in yeah. place of the arm. The fuck? So it was it had been built so in. It was Cybernetic. legal. And he, this guy, he was the champion. And he'd won so many battles, but nobody had ever seen it. And, but in this battle... No one needed it. Yeah, yeah. right. He this battle got his arm ripped off, and sure enough, there's that blade. So, yeah. And then even even uh, Sonny's creature, right, that has the sharp sort of bony uh, thing on its head, that, the horn that sticks down and... Completely yeah. impales the shit out of that. out of the bigger one. It was just so cool. Like it was just it was you're right. A, it was like Pokemon, like X rated Pokemon. It was insane, <laughs> man. Like, yeah, it was so cool. Really enjoyed that I, one. I would say though, as honorable mention though, uh, the chick from Good Hunting. Uh, yeah, you're right. She's a cubic monster. Yeah, she's a monster. No, she's definitely a monster. She yeah. appears yeah. human, but she's not. Good point. Yep. Yeah. 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 This is a good point. Most okay. humanized monster too. Yeah. Arguably. So next up, we have. Funniest episode. It's a big one, guys. Funniest episode. I think I know what you're gonna say. I think you're gonna say Hitler app. Because you know I mentioned it before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mentioned it before. Didn't yeah. Well, what, what do you think I'm gonna base it on? Yeah. You told me. Funniest episode though for me. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't even know, man. What? Uh, I'm I'm inclined to say yogurt, but I I know that there was moments where I laughed harder than that episode. I'm just racking my brain trying to think of it. I think. It might have to be three robots, to be honest. Yeah, that was a good one. I think that that's, it was what, pretty I'm, funny. that's what I'm going to go with, at least. It was pretty I, funny. I don't know if that's what I laughed at the hardest or not, because there was a couple of other parts, and probably inappropriate, so, inappropriately so, but like, uh, what was it, the one where they're fighting Dracula? <laughs> I, I, like I went, I went with balls. ones. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, yeah, like the cat's fucking thing. Like, that was <laughs> oh, funny. That, that, I, there's no award for it, but my favorite line. Favorite one liner. My favorite oh, one. Yeah. It was not really a one liner. Well, my favorite, basically, it, one mini Quip. joke. Your favorite, which Quip. was, "Where's the fucking cat? Oh, there's the cats. Fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're up in the rafters. <laughs> Just a great on, little play on word yeah. mini joke. That yeah. was that was actually that was actually a really funny episode. But it also had like because I don't think it it may or may not come up again in this. But it actually like the writing in it was like equal parts really fucking bad because they kept taking some really low comedic shots yeah. like sort of yeah. sex jokes and things like that yeah. and like but then it was parts like that that was just like okay now it makes sense and in this world it's what these people really are going crude. through it makes sense it's a crude humor right yeah yeah, yeah. well it was it was beyond crude it yeah. was like it was like tasteless it was like, but some, no, but of like, the, some of it was so bad i'm happy that they did it though because no show does that well, yeah, so, th- that's the conceit of this whole series yeah. right is that no shows pushed, do what this just the did yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So cool. I, I my obvious answer is the I, I, multiverse. Is that what it was actually called? This the Hitler app one. Uh, it was actually called forget alternate the, histories. Alternate histories. So the moment I knew that was the funniest fucking episode was this one individual line: "The first real man on the moon, Vladimir Putin." Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, the real man. I just I paused it. I had to pause it because I couldn't stop the funny, laughing. The at that funniest line. parts yeah. of that episode were the parts about who landed on the moon. Yeah, because like, yeah. each story ended the, with somebody the, else landing the, on the moon. Email dildo. <laughs> I, I I had to stop 
to the, 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 the hookers in the courtroom. Yeah. I just, I, it was the only movie I stopped to laugh. Yeah, like, they, they jumped up and their clothes come off and they're like extraterrestrial hookers from outer space. Like, yeah. it was, I, it was so good. like I said, it was the only episode where I had to stop because it, and even today, just thinking about the first real man on the moon, Vladimir Putin, just makes me laugh. Every fucking time. Just yeah. the fact that I had to say the real first real man on the movie. Actually, I kinda changed my answer. That that was I think that's the funniest episode. Yeah, <laughs> it, not, it, not that now you're talking about it. I think was that was phenomenal. It was it great. Was. So just just for the punchlines. The multiple punchlines <laughs> of who landed on the moon. That was my yeah. favorite. The the one that I said originally, uh, because I, I laughed out loud and hard on this episode was uh, and this is the only mention it'll get, I guarantee it, is Fish Night. So, because at the really? very end of that, there's the man and he's swimming up into the air. Yeah. And then there's the megalodon. Meg- you're not supposed to laugh at that. Fucking part. megalodon comes in. You're not supposed to laugh at that. on the ground. He's like, okay. he's like, oh, look out, guy. Look out, you gotta look behind you. And then a fucking megalodon eats him. Straight up eats yeah. him. So, actually, it was so good, man. Uh, Animation wise, that was actually a glorious episode. It was, it was a it was gorgeous episode. Gorgeous. You have to yeah. realize the only. the, the I came to the conclusion that that entire sequence once they wake up in the car and yeah. they're yeah. Uh, they're underwater air quotes was they were dehydrated and tripping fucking balls yeah maybe because what other person is in the middle of a desert yeah. and decides wow there's a bunch of ghost fish around me i'm gonna get naked and and jump in the air. Basically seemed like a dream sequence. It's It seemed like a fucking LSD trip yeah, yeah, is yeah. what it was. Yeah. And as far as I'm aware, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. That, makes that sense. guy was tripping Well, we don't balls. know what those guys were. They're salesmen. Well, they were in salesmen. So, salesmen of what? Oh, what probably LSD. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we got no food, we got no water. But we got this LSD. Time to drop some LSD, baby. <laughs> it, it just, it, when I was watching, like, this guy, that guy's tripping balls. He's tripping balls. He is tripping fucking balls. Hardcore. That would be an <laughs> awesome, the biggest trip. That would be an awesome episode to, to witness from a point perspective of a character in VR. <laughs> yeah, that would be really oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that would be, be extremely just cool. Just having that whole, like, all the creatures around you. And, yeah, that and you can, cool. like, put your hands through them and stuff. Yeah, it would, would be, be awesome. pretty. Yeah. Cool. So that's a uh, funniest episode. And then best action. Oh, or I guess you could on. say episode with best action sequences. I know this one. I have easy suits. I, I concur. Uh, I was going to say Sony's Edge. Uh, that's, that's up there. That's fair. It's up there. The reason I say suits, though, is because I'm, you know me, I'm a huge mecha guy. Yeah. And it, and those, it scales, those too. Were, and those were good yeah. scenes. Yeah, like, they, were, were they were really It scales scenes. really well, because it starts off with just fighting a couple of them at once. And this yeah. is also one of the longer episodes of the anthology series with, yeah. with suits. But it starts off just battling a couple of them. Then you see there's the big wave coming, so they battle the big wave. Then there's like a boss they have to battle, but they're already yeah. kind of low on resources at that point, right? Yeah. And and in the meantime, the one guy has to explode his mech to kind of clear the field. Like, it was impressive, man. Yeah. There was a, there was a lot of big jumps in the action. It kept sort of getting bigger and bigger. Good- Though, uh, I, would, I would give two honorable mentions. Uh, one kind of a funny mention, but the one I also thought was very, very good was, was Shapeshifters. That fight scene at the end. Yeah, I didn't like the fight scene so much as the final ending. Yes, moment. Yeah, to me that wasn't good action. It was just a final moment where he puts his mouth over. It was so savage though. The whole scene, like it's it was. These guys were really getting their flesh ripped off. Amanda, I watched that with Amanda. Two werewolf. I watched it all and binged it all, and then went back and told Amanda, "You need to fucking watch this." And we watched it. We were on that episode, and there's like a slow. It's a slow moment where the one guy's like mouth covers the other guy's head, real slow. And I, she's sitting there going. What, what's going on? What's he doing? 
What's he doing? What's he? Oh, he's crushing the skull. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a, that was a very impressive werewolf fight scene, though. It was, yeah, it was very, yes. very cool. Uh, then the uh, the other honorable mention because this has to get mentioned. I know you guys will not mention this. Is the fight in the uh, shit? What's that episode called? One second. What oh, happens? What, in what, it? what happens? In no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, I got them all up. No, no, I got them right here too. I got them right here too. In uh, Good Hunting. Yep. Uh, when they when they splash the piss on her. Best. Yeah, that was splash best the piss on. Her. Yeah, go, he's like, get the piss. Remember? They go. They go on a rooftop chase. Then. No, and no, then they, they cut her arm off. No, no, yeah. So when she starts shifting, the first time she shows up, and they've got a big vat of piss. Oh yeah. And he's like, "Get the piss!" And I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, yeah." They splash her with piss. That's how they they cause her to not fully change her form. Right. Oh. They get her into the hybrid form. I don't, by, by I, I don't remember that. Yeah. So good, good hunting. Though. I mean, the the demon is it's a it's a Chinese or Korean demon. It's called the Kitsune. Yeah. Or nine called? tails. Yeah. Oh, Kitsune. Yeah, or, that, that's or more nine Japanese. Tales. Nine tails. It's Japanese, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, but the episode seems like it took place in China. Kind uh, of no, it was Japanese. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Japan. So, and then, um, yeah, I guess it should have been feudal Japan then. But they, they call they call him China Man. Yeah, right? it's it's kind it's of like derogatory. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, well, maybe he was China. It was could have yeah. been. It could have been China. It could have been. Obviously, China. she was the nine tails. She had fucking yeah. nine tails. Okay. It was yeah. kind of Wherever a succubus type creature, though. I guess. That's what the nine tails is. Their version of the succubus. Yeah. Like lore wise, that's fairly accurate yeah. for what it is yeah i thought um, so. it, it was that was actually fun to see like that episode overall was phenomenal but anyway yeah. well, i will yield the floor okay so what's our next one Fight Best well, act? oh, oh, wait, oh yeah it's me yeah oh come on my problem is is they started off with a good one yeah so yeah so you already said the first one yeah i, I that's fine i obviously yeah, I, yeah. Wrong and, with that. And i'm going with suits on that one because it scaled so well yeah so cool so the yeah, next so. next uh next award is Best writing in an episode. Okay, so uh, for for best writing, and I got um, and I got a surprise category at the end. Okay, for for best writing, and it was a lot of download. <laughs> you fucking Uh-oh. got it. Well, well, wait, what was it? <laughs> no, we'll we'll, 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 get there. we'll get there. We'll see if anyone didn't catch it. So and then uh, Zima Blue was the one I chose. So it was it was definitely a lot of download and a lot of exposition in the episode. However, it really told a story that really in like what fifteen minutes, and it kind of turns itself on the head by the end of it. And and I really like the idea that. So Zima Blue is like this artist, and he's creating art that's bigger and more grandiose every time. And then it, it's changing as he's making yeah. it over the years. It's as becoming, he's realizing what he really wants. Yeah, it's becoming more and more blue, and nobody understands why, to the point where he's making... He doesn't like, understand why. Right, he doesn't even point. understand why. To the point where he's just making these giant blue edifices, like, out in space to cover the moon and things like that, yeah. right? Like, it's it's just crazy what he's doing. And then it actually turns out that... that he, st- he didn't start off as a man. He started off as a pool-cleaning robot. Made by a woman who had a, a passion for building he, robots. He started off as a pool Zumba. Yeah, yeah. pool Zumba. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he a became more and more sentient over time as different owners passed him down and kept adding to him, right? Yeah. Yeah. But and then and then he became fully Zima Blue, right? Yeah. And I guess he had created the backstory so maybe people would buy into him as an no, artist. No, I don't think that he created it. No. I just think he didn't know. He didn't remember. He's like, it's even harder to remember my origin. Uh, he just never spoke to the press. Yeah, never yeah, yeah, corrected yeah. them. People just built the story, and yeah. he just didn't. Stop Which is them. why his discovery at the end is even more important right because he he discovers that sometimes the 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 artist or i guess the beholder of the art has to scale to the art 
yeah. right? Because he found out what truly made him happy was this very simple thing, which was cleaning the Zima There's, Blue tiles. In there was pool. something happy to him about the Zima Blue, and he yeah, he just it wasn't about the universe. He tried to find to go through the universe and see what the universe could answer to him, and he realized no, it's very yeah. simple. Yeah. I was happy about this little thing, and that little thing slowly consumed him. Yeah. So so at the end, he becomes he basically sheds. It's almost like a metamorphosis type yeah. uh, metaphor, but he sort of sheds his Zima Blue skin and becomes the little pool cleaning room. Yeah, uh, Zumba robot again. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was really nice. cute. Uh, I'm actually gonna talk a little bit about that too on my thing, but you go ahead. Um, it Sony's Edge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, cool. The cool. reason, part of the reason being is when I watched the episode, we uh, I was having a huge discussion with Paul about I didn't feel connected to Captain Marvel when I watched the movie. Paul loved Captain Marvel. Yeah. And I didn't feel connected, and he basically made a comment of the entire movie is about rape. It's a metaphorical rape, which is someone takes someone's life from them, mm. someone's confidence, someone's strength, someone's someone's identity from them. And that that's kind of what it is. It's okay. Like, yeah, it's yeah. a forceful taking of someone's okay. identity of self. Yeah. And this is her gaining her confidence back and so right. on and so forth. And that's exactly the same story as Sony. And I, my comment to him was, it's the exact same story. It's just one's clearly better. Yeah. Sony is not <laughs> actually about rape. Okay. It's because they didn't rape the monster Sony. No. They they put her through Pokemon battles and dog battles. Right. And used her and treated her like garbage. Right. And ruined herself of identity as this free roaming monster. Yeah. And now she's like, yeah, you turned me into a monster. I'm going to regain my own strength and my own identity and so on and so forth. Yep. This is my identity. Yeah. See, that's interesting. And I, I would, I would actually, I actually think I would like captain marvel so much more if i honestly believed that that was the intention going in yeah maybe but i don't think it was no, i don't think it was. i think that i think that when he sees that i think that that's like those moments where you you talk to somebody and they go they say something about a movie and you're like okay that clearly isn't what they intended but if they had it would have been so much more impactful yeah to me. maybe and i think that that's pretty much what it is but but uh, i obviously I don't, don't agree with I, him but there you go. Anyway, that's why I liked Sony is it was yeah. able to tell to me the same story as Captain Marvel, but better. Cool. I agree. In a, a well-mannered way. Yeah. And yeah. it had so a cool little with, twist. With that, that context. I with that context I yeah. Agree. And it had a cool little twist. And I, I liked mm. the strength, the, the strength of self aspect of the story. And I loved the twist and the mm. expectations mm. and so on and so forth. I, I just, I, I enjoyed it. It was simple, but I liked cool. it. Cool. So what about, what about you, Rob? Best writing. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Good Hunting and Hooligan. Uh, not because the... Not necessarily the writing as in the dialogue, but the writing as in the world and the transition mm. of self. Yeah. So, like, the very interesting thing was they talk about at the beginning, they're like, oh, the world is full of magic, right? Mm. And then they talk about how there's this encroachment of technology. And this may be me projecting into this writer's... Mm-hmm. thing i don't know but good writing that's that's what it does yeah but um so we, we they talk about like oh like the a lot of people take the message of oh yeah technology is bad it gets rid of the magic in the world but the thing was though is that the argument isn't i don't think that the magic is lost i think your perception of magic is lost because what we see though is through the eyes of this guy who becomes really really good at automata is that he's able to prove that Magic still exists in the world. Just a different shape. You just need to find it. You yeah. Know, and you, and you, yeah. you lose it because at the end, the net gain for her was ultimately the same, right? Like she was able to hunt and stuff yeah. like that. Like there is magic. There is magic out there. There's yeah. magic and technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
this just was that this was not, not a Hayao Miyazaki story of technology no. and progression is bad. This was a no technology is a okay. It's not bad. It's just different. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. You and, have to learn the ways in which to embrace right. it. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. it's 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 showing you that if you embrace change as opposed to fear it. Because that was it, right? He embraced the change, mm. but she feared it because it, mm-hmm. it ruined her her lifestyle, right? But at the at the end of the day, is that when they embraced it, they became themselves again because they were no longer trying to fight back when against this inevitable change. Yeah. yeah, no, that that's a really good interpretation of it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah, I agree. But as, as far as I wanted to speak to Zima Blue because Zima Blue, I actually really love that episode, mm-hmm. and and I think you guys kind of hit it on the nose in a sense because the whole thing about that episode isn't that is that is that there's this artist who's trying to express himself right mm-hmm. uh through his art though this robot expressing himself through his through the art but the whole thing with it though is when you're looking at it uh you're you're watching and you're like okay so he's going to be like finding some kind of thing and he's out there and he's searching and he's doing more and more art and he's searching and searching and searching for this purpose that eludes him. Yeah. This grander scheme of life. And, yeah. And trying to find that expression. He was looking at it like it, it must be some kind of ascension. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and, that, and everyone, I think, in life looks at this massive complexity of life. And they're like, I've got to figure out this puzzle. But I don't think that that's the case. Because when you look at uh, people who do not have complex lives, you'll notice that on, on average, or at least it seemed at least in my experience of life, that they seem happier because they find those few things that yeah. make them happy and that gives them this like like meaning yeah. to what they do. It was also kind of uh, an allegory for becoming more childlike, you know what I mean? And sort of letting go of a lot of the assumptions and things you've made about the world yeah. as you've gained knowledge, right? So yeah. he sort of let go of all that at the end, right? Well, because well, he knew the one thing. Yeah, that, and, that, and that's the thing, right? Like it's like it's finding that something and it's – and he, because he at that point, he had like the universe at his fingertips. Yeah. He could go out and explore and do whatever he wanted because he was this robot. He was immortal, effectively. Yeah, yeah. He walked through lava. Yeah. Like he, he's like, I could explore anything. But the one thing that truly brought him happiness was yeah. the one thing that he originally did, which right. was clean a pool. Yeah. But I think that that's like that's in its own way magic. And they even described it too, because they were like she even uploaded like a 3D scan or something of the pool into him, so he could correctly navigate the pool and make choices about what to do in there. And the choices were very simple and straightforward. And it turned out that the simplicity is actually what he was craving in the end. Yeah, so because it, it was in very a, cool. In a world that's so noisy, yeah, you never find. Yeah, I wanted. I want to know. Fat age middleman likes. Yeah. he really wishes yeah. he could go back to the days of being a pool boy. <laughs> yeah, and fucking all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rich, I miss those days, buddy. <laughs> the rich trophy. When I was wives. a pool boy of trophy wives. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it, it, it's just it's it's it was so neat to see yeah. that. It was awesome, man. I actually want to read the book now that you said that's an actual it's a written book. story. It's a mini it's story. A, story. Like an anthology. Yeah. I want to read the anthology, though. That's really cool. So cool. That's best writing. How about best acting? So a few different ways you could take this. There are episodes that definitely do like human mocap, but there's also a lot of good voice acting. So really, whichever way, whichever way you feel compelled to talk mm. about it, you mm. can start, Adam. That's tough. Um, hmm. I would probably go with uh, a cooler rift. Okay. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the best one. Yeah, yeah, that's up there for me. Yeah, I think that's the, I think that's the best one. Yeah, 
I, I don't know the actor who they did mocap for the main character, but he was brilliant. Like he was, he was really solid all the way through, and I think he really played off that, you know, the sort of the slow realization that something is going on around him. But again, these are only fifteen minute episodes, yeah. So they really packed a lot into such a short episode. Yeah, right? I think they did a, they did a good job on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really liked uh, Lucky Thirteen. Oh, so yeah, the yeah. actress in that from uh, Orange she's, is the New yeah, Black. Yeah, yeah, she's from Orange is the New Black, and I didn't know. I, I I guess I didn't really know she was kind of like a character actor like that, but yeah, she's in this and she's the pilot of the Lucky Thirteen vessel. Yeah, I really liked. I think I think the yeah. Lucky Thirteen plane did a great job. Yeah, and she really what's that? I think the plane did a great job. The acting. plane the plane was yeah. brilliant. It flew yeah. so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it I, saved everybody at the end of the, at the end yeah. Of the and I just I thought she sold it, and it was interesting to see you know. So an actor I knew, you know what I mean, mo-capped yeah. into this and looking like she does in real life, yeah. and then kind of seeing how that translated from uh, from the small screen to the yeah, that's a good game. choice. It was really really cool, really cool. Yeah, could have left for me as well. Yeah, for me at the end of the day, like all of these, I think um, are well voice acted because that no at no point was I like they got the wrong person for this. Yeah, no. Oh, so no. Uh, the, the you're looking at like, hey, here's a bunch of amazing shit. Now find the needle. Like yeah, uh, effectively. Yeah, yeah. The only reason I think I'm attached to Aquila Rift is because it it focuses on two people and yes. this relationship. They're developing relationship, the, yeah. yeah. And because of that, they had to focus on the story and the acting. Yeah. So opposed. I think that 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 is why that comes across, and it's it's very photorealistic. Also, so it's easy to to see. Although that. they still yep. did the tricks where they they made their eyes bigger, yes, of course. just so you, you know. Yeah. No. And the Uncanny Valley doesn't quite kick in fully. Yeah. It, it really didn't. Yeah. It really it was so well animated. It was really really good. So. Yeah, excellent. So that's best acting. How about least favorite episode? I think I've already made it clear. Yeah, uh, what's episode the name three. of it? So that is the chase. Wait, okay. Uh, the witness. The witness. Okay. She gets yeah. chased yeah, naked no, I, I, through I, the streets. First I, episode. <laughs> Just to get your reaction. Oh, I don't know. Sure. No, um, I don't even know if that's the worst episode. Actually, I think almost the worst episode in my mind might have actually been. I think I know what you'll say. What? The dump. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I, I agree. Yeah, because yeah. Um, ultimately... I mean, I, it definitely wasn't the best, but... It was, no. it was very sticky. It was just like a punchline. No. Yeah. It was it's a punchline you knew coming. Yeah, yeah. If you weren't an idiot. The, the, the whole thing was that it was something that, A, I saw coming. Sure. I was able to call it. But I mean, like, ultimately, it, it didn't... The net gain at the end of the episode was I was like, okay, so what? So the government guy's bad because he's doing his job and he's kind of a dick? Yeah. Fair. Uh, okay. that, that's the world they've and built, is like, that there's a government guy who's kind of a dick who and needs like, to get eaten by... I just, really know, it just, like, I just saw it as the, the the dumpster guy doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. No, and that's fine. But I mean, like that wasn't even my focus. That's not really like the ultimate point I was trying to make, was that just that the episode itself didn't... It, maybe it just didn't capture me. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Because yeah. like the thing was like with the witness was I was like okay Mobius strip thing I was like okay cool whatever fine they switch places mm-hmm. and they kill each other constantly mm-hmm. I'm like it's not exactly an exciting story but I mean you know it's I get it and whatever so move along so I, like it didn't wow me right yeah, yeah. but like the thing was like but the dump I was like I didn't really get it like so what like a guy's like he's like I'm never gonna do anything with my life because things will just come to me yeah and. Old cool. man penis, lots of old man penis. Yeah, yeah. that would that oh, one yeah. was particularly brutal on the penis. <laughs> yeah, kind of kept going too. Oh yeah, so way, yeah, yeah. way longer than it should have. And then final final one, second will be, final one, 
The second and final one? Oh, yeah, I guess it is kind of second. No, 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 I've got one after it. Best episode, or your favorite, I guess I should say. Out of all your favorites, this is your this is your one you would recommend to somebody to watch the show on. Oh, that's different. Oh, really? No, favorite episode? And oh, no, no, sorry. Somebody. No, st- stick with just your personal favorite. Okay. Your personal favorite. I see what you're saying, though. But I see what you're saying. As a, as a follow-up, you yeah. could say, like, your favorite, and what one would you recommend? Sure, yeah. Go okay. ahead and say both. I would you start can say both, yeah. with Sony's Edge. I really enjoyed that one. Okay. I really, I just really did. Yeah. On all accounts, um, I, concur. A, I was. A I concur. That would be that would be my 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 personal favorite yeah, one. I was attracted to the lesbian sex. So a marks there. I loved <laughs> the combat. <laughs> a marks there, and I loved the twist, and I loved the I loved the twist ending. Yeah, it it all was really good. Yeah, yeah. to me, I, I enjoyed every bit of it. Um, I thought it was the most realized world. Yeah, I yeah, felt yeah. like it. Now, as for the one I would suggest for people to watch is Three Robots. Yeah. I think yeah, to kind good... of get people acclimated to what this is about. Yeah. So mm. not even what it's about. No. Just... Actually, no. I'd probably recommend Suits if I was to recommend one. I'd probably recommend Suits. That's an interesting one to recommend. Yeah. yeah. So that's your recommend. So what would be your favorite? Yeah. Probably Sunny's Edge. Or sorry, that's what it was called. Wow. Right? Wow. Really? Yeah, Sunny's Edge. Yeah. See... Okay. So we're boring. So what's up with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. First off, uh, favorite Zima Blue. Okay. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. That'd story. probably be runner-up for I, me. I was yeah. amazing. Didn't say suits. Continue. Actually, no, it, it is yeah. one of my runner-ups, which we'll get to in the next. No, one. <laughs> uh, suits. I really, really, really like suits. Don't get me wrong. I really, really do. Um, and it was actually the funny story. It was the first one I watched. Yeah, I know. Uh, but uh, no, uh, Zemo Blue. I thought was just a better story. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, mm-hmm. but um, and I, like runner-ups, suits is right up there with a Kula Rift. Yeah, for mine, yeah, but Suits and Secret War were my What would I up. recommend to somebody, though? Um, probably Good Hunting. <laughs> because okay. because it, enca- it encapsulates not just the wonder and joy of something that's really easy to kind it's of comprehend. also the comprehend. brutality in there it, Yes, well. the brutality and the, and the sick nature of, yeah. of the show. What was, what was the one that had Dracula's dick in it? That one would be my recommendation. Really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, no, that's fine. It's a good that episode. It was actually, it was actually really funny. They so shot, one of my they shot, shot, shot on his dick off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, I just loved that the female um, explosion person was called Gary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah it's it, funny. I'm like, is that a dude? No, that's a chick. They're just calling her Gary. Yeah. And they don't give a fuck. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, Your name's Gary. The, uh, so the runner-up thing, because I mean, like, yeah, you have the runner-up episode things we could talk about her in a sec, but I don't think that's a really a category. But I would argue that the last category should be is which episode had the best penis. Oh man, animated that is penis. Tough. We just talked about that it. That is tough. But I mean, it, right. if we're talking about, are we talking about like definition or whatever like, you define as the best penis? Oh this man, this is a personal penis choice. Oh man, what's the one? Um, actually, it's probably the Hitler one, where they where they're going through the the different the different timelines. When did they have? Because they're in the courtroom. And then the 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 space hookers jump up and their clothes fly off. Yeah. And then and then the judge his clothes fly off and then the little penis goes bing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that at all. That was so good. How man. do you not remember it was, that? It goes, it goes ping. <laughs> it's like a wreck. It was so funny, man. It was so good. So, I was laughing my ass off. I, I never noticed I, that. I, I agree with you on a comedic level. That is one hundred percent the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would argue that the one is from Good Hunting. 
because it it it, it kind of mirrored the grossness of oh, the character. Oh yeah, yeah, you're oh, right. You're right. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. it's almost like a characterization, a uh, personification. Personification. Of its it was it was done in such yes. an unflattering way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. that was disgusting. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I no, have it was go- it was meant to gross you out for sure. Yeah. I think in a combination of everything, like good action <laughs> mixed with hilarity and mixed with grossing you out, Dracula's dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, like Dracula's dick. I think is the first prominent prominent dick in the show. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, man, I wonder if they're gonna shoot off Dracula's dick with a shotgun. And they do. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, I didn't. Even, the thing is, when I, I watched it the first time, I didn't quite realize what happened. All I remember going, is that one of his balls on the ground? Because that's what they focus on the most. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Oh, and then, and then the, the, the scene changed so quickly yeah. that I didn't sit there and. And fumigate on it, and then I rewatched it with Amanda, and I went. Not only is that his ball on the ground, it's still that's his dick. Yeah, and it's still attached. Oh my god! Yeah, no, wait, that, that's actually the and it actually hurt at that point. Very, very good. <laughs> you thought point. about it too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, that brings up a very good point about the show, and that's actually one thing I really liked. And I'm sure it was in the repertoire of what they aimed for is that they don't focus on those things. They include them, but See, they don't. That was my focus problem with the third them. episode. Is I felt like they focused on it. I think because it was part of a punchline. There was a lot of punchlines in that episode. And that's what I was saying the about the one? wait. The third one. That's the one. The chase. The oh, okay. The, oh, the, the, the witness. No, that, okay. that that episode didn't. Sorry. Okay, that was meant Fair. to be that more was realistic. gratuitous. That I it was really just, yeah, yeah. Like the, ep- the episode there was there was a, an aim there. I think it was just it didn't deliver the way it was supposed to. Yeah, um, and thus it crossed the line. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, uh, that aside, though, I think that the rest of it, um, except for the Dracula episode, because like I said, that's the four punchline. But the yeah. uh, rest of it, though, is that it was never a focal point. Like it no. was in your face, but they didn't focus on it. They didn't go, "Oh, look at this!" Dude. Yeah, there was like, a lot of things in your face, though. Yeah, in that there episode, was. So. There was a lot of. Yeah. There was a lot of. Like, yeah, sure. But I mean, and there was full frontal female nudity as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just like it was never. It w- wasn't what the episodes were about. No, it was just that they weren't afraid to show it. Yeah, correct. And that yeah. and that I gave them and, and props. I for. give them a lot of credit for it. I, I think in a lot of ways this pushed a few mediums forward, and, and for that I really appreciate it for what it is. So you even take out what what you liked and didn't like. I mm-hmm. mean, what they attempted to do is pretty fucking amazing. And and I don't I don't think there's anything else on Netflix or any, pretty much anywhere in in media that's this big where they're taking that many risks all in the same place. Yeah. What? So in that in that sense like this was really visionary and I appreciate it for that. Yeah. Yep. There's an article I read too. I think the turnover rate for this was like 2 months. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Because they because they because di- they gave it out to so many different studios so, so everyone worked at the same time. Process at once. Yeah. So I think the bottleneck for this thing is going to be the writing. Hmm. Yeah. But uh yeah, no, they, like I was reading an article they're like, yeah, I was like from uh, once we got the okay, it was like two months. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, man, damn. All right. <laughs> to be fair, they probably did a lot of their work because remember, like I said, it, it was yeah, yeah. They, they, well, they did their work from he- the heavy metal remake. Okay, remake. so let's 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 say it's four months. Turn probably more than that because the heavy metal remake I thought was a while ago that they talked about it. Depends on how many studios you have working on everything, though, right? These are short encapsulated stories. These it's do not. Might have take been a little bit of a proving it. ground for it too. They can oh, see yeah. is is something like this going to get oh yeah, views? It, it, it clearly it is. It, it's it did, really it did well get received. Up, right, it got picked up for. I, I heard that basically, the, I don't know if there's any official word, but the discussion is, the general public seems to be going, yeah, you better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, Netflix can see the metrics. They'll fucking know. Um, and I would be very shocked if we didn't get a second Correct, season. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, there'll um, definitely be a second season of this. Yeah, yeah. question, question, would just be when. But so, I, I the first one, it's, I think it's their first mature. Yeah. Yes. yes. Was it? Was it rated mature? So. That would make sense. No, it's yeah, definitely yeah. rated. Dude, yeah, <laughs> it was definitely rated mature. I, no, I kept, uh, I kept waiting for like maximal insertion, but I didn't see anything like that. <laughs> no, no, see, that's not rated that mature. That's called rated Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you don't think we're going to not see some of this That's shit on Pornhub. Porn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it'll, there'll be Pornhub iterations oh, of this, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, the, yeah, like I, I'm excited about it because we get to see something that's first off mature. It's, yeah. an, ad- it's an adult show. Right. Which is nice because it's either you're either watching a show or you're watching Pornhub. Yeah. There's nothing in between. Yeah, let's, sure. yeah, and, let, let's make but, it clear this is the most not safe for work show that's ever been made for TV uh, that's as far not, as I No, know. that's not true. But uh, mm, I came, beyond the, what's it beyond the rift or whatever you could argue. Oh, tripping that's, the rift. That's tripping no, the that, that's that's peanuts compared to this. Trip, yeah. tripping the rift. I, I know what, what you're that? talking about. It's it, was, it was quality. Quality is that good, but it was animated, 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 animated porn series yeah. essentially. But it was uh, mainstream. Man, uh, yeah, I don't remember which one. Late talking. night thing. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I remember when I first started watching this, I didn't know what it was. Netflix brought was like, hey, it was the top banner, and like, hey, oh, love death and roll lunchtime. Yeah, you should watch this. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I was on lunch at work started playing it and i got all the way through sony's edge until the lesbian scene <laughs> and i'm like oh god I, <laughs> you like escape get I'm, out home screen. i'm the head of it no one knows what i do there's no and my computer you i'm in my own office yeah, you yeah. can't see yeah, yeah but i just immediately was like nope no nope, nope, not here no nope, no nope, this is not safe for yeah, work yeah, make I'm sure not. to put the kids to bed make sure you're not at work <laughs> make sure the blinds are drawn okay like this is not like yeah. the general populace you should, you should treat sort of, it like it is porn yeah, yeah treat, treat it like, like it's porn, porn. yeah, yeah but and then you'll be but safe. Enjoy not everyone has it but you don't know which ones will until they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that being said, though, it's funny that we're talking about it because like there's there's not that many really flattering scenes in it regarding no, sexuality. No, no, no. no there's not. So Will it's Rift, kind of it's the third one, Sony's Edge, and that's pretty much all the only yeah. ones I can remember that yeah. are yeah. flat out. Yeah, it's it's that's interesting though that that's well they found so that, many ways to express sexuality that weren't just you know sexual in nature. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's really interesting. So yeah, so that's Love, Death, and Robots, man. Great, yeah. great show. Hell yeah. Couldn't Hell suggest yeah. it enough. So, cool. Uh, that's pretty much it for episode 37 of Rota Geek Official Podcast. I did find out this week that we're still listed on Google Play, and we're up to date. Mm-hmm. I don't honestly know how, so we're just going to keep running with that. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it's acting like an aggregator of some sort. What's up? I do actually want to mention, uh, for combat scenes that I thought were awesome, Secret War actually was one of the best. Oh, which, dude, which yeah. one was Secret War? Is that the Russian that one? The, Russian the last one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, the one that I thought might be kind I felt like I was watching Gears of War. Yeah, it was epic. Yeah, it was I, really see, epic. I thought of more Warhammer 40k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Like, Mission, low, low, low Plus, it gave up. us a little bit of catharsis too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you can find us on uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, not Stitcher. We're no longer on Stitcher, so don't look there. <gasps> but we had exactly zero listens off Stitcher by the time I heard of it, so yeah, what's don't Stitcher? worry. That tells you something. We're still not back on Spotify. We're still working on that. Apparently, there's some glitch in the background that uh, the tech help people from Spotify are saying they're trying to work on. Hmm. Who knows? They've been really nice to me so far, though, so we'll see if we can make it back up on there. That being said, we are in the midst of not just our biggest month ever in terms of listens, but by far our biggest month ever in terms of listens. So thank you, thank you, thank you yes. for listening to this podcast. We really, really appreciate it. We really appreciate feedback as well. So feel free to write in at RonanGeekOfficialPod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at RonanGeekery. We're on there as well and on Facebook slash RonanGeekNews. You can find us in any of those places and write into us and say mean things or nice things or recommend topics or concur, whatever you like to do. I'll take a speed yeah. run route in Hollow Knight next. <laughs> yeah. Has one. 
Someone challenge Adam to a speed run in no, Hollow No, don't do that. You'll yes. win. I don't know. I don't want to challenge the internet. They'll win. <laughs> the internet wins every time. The internet baby. wins every time. I want help from the internet. <laughs> All right. But yeah. This is Alex Austin signing off, and Adam. And Rob. Thank you Bye-bye. very much. Yep. See ya. See ya.